Wardcast episode 238. Go! Go. Go. I'm Dylan Vento. And today I'm joined by someone with a new, new microphone, Alex Damrath. Hello. We've switched you out yet again for for another microphone. I am somehow even fancier than I was before. There's like audio equipment in my room now. That's new. Yeah. Get used to that for however long we're still bunkered down. And also joining us with a new microphone, not a new, new microphone, just a new ni- microphone, uh, Nelson W. Johnson. Hi. He's doing I'm a shimmy. here now. Do I sound different from if I'm over here? You are going to sound or different. Or does it not you... sound any different because it I'm in mono? Don't talk off mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome to uh, the second part of our, of our quarantine catch up. We're going to catch up some more. Top of the show here. You guys want to talk about Clone Wars. I'm going to give you two unadulterated <laughs> minutes to talk about Clone Wars, I guess. Oh, man. Just tell so me when to go. So it doesn't go. Go, go right now. Okay, so <laughs> I would like to say on the record on this show for the world to hear, Alex Damrath was 100% right. Clone this is Wars like the is a fantastic show. Said, said I have though. not like, said this on air. Yes, you have. You, I, I have don't documented this evidence of you saying this at least three but different now times. I'm you said say it, to, it again. You said to him once when we were in person. I believe I was gra- reclaiming my time. Thank you. You're speaking on Thank my you. water. <laughs> um, <laughs> Clone Wars is really good. Uh, one, of, one of the biggest reasons is from a visual standpoint, if you look at the armor and the costume design, everything makes more sense that it exists in a world right before the Galactic Empire because you look at um, you look at the armor they're wearing, everybody's wearing armor that's like similar to either Darth Vader or the stormtroopers, not just the clone troopers. Of course they become stormtroopers. Um, but the other thing is like Anakin is not just wearing all black. Essentially. I know in the movies he was wearing Brown and black, but in this it's like reds and shades of purple and like shades of blue. There is not this super obvious. This person is evil. This person is good. And that's it. And that's like the biggest thing that clone wars does is it grounds a really okay uh, plot idea of hey, what if before? What if we looked at Darth Vader before he was Darth Vader? It grounds that story in more emotion and more of a um, contextual time setting. Uh, so yeah, I just think I think Clone Wars is like actually really good, and I cannot tell you how surprised I am by that. It it takes I, something like the prequels and and works it molds it into a a a good story and and that's on top of like lots of cool little nuanced details that i love to get into like deep bradley baker playing every single clone trooper but in a way that gives them all their own personality like somehow he has to give them all the same exact voice since they're all the same person but also to to bring that over the top and make them yeah. their own unique character. And every that's time. Trip. Thank you so okay. much, guys, Thank for you. Thank you. discussing Star Wars Clone Wars for Domptine's time. No, I had two unadulterated minutes. Alex gets another two, right? No, that was collective. <laughs> no. 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 Together.
uh well the 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 rule is now that two people on the podcast like it the other person has to try it that's 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 always been the law yeah um, wordcast code of thought, ethic, <laughs> code I thought, of honor i thought you're <laughs> gonna say if two people like it the other person has to hate it yeah. it's just <laughs> that's, that's also that's true. the established rule we're trying to change that one mm. i don't know i don't know i like i like this back and forth I mean, it's not even a back and forth you guys like it that's fine i just i don't know star wars it's we're gonna talk about star wars later I in the show we understand we can talk about star wars then and we will um <laughs> Dylan, I believe you had something you wanted to discuss. I did. Uh, I wanted to kind of have us give us a little like palate cleanser. I didn't want us to jump right back into the E3, the fake E3 catch up news. Um, so one of the things that uh, has happened uh, is uh, something that people have dubbed the Giga Leak. Yeah. The Giga Leak. Oh, the Giga yeah. Leak. Uh, which has been been a giant leak of all of these uh basically like in development pre-release pieces of content source code all this different stuff it's a big nintendo archive yes um do you know the specifics alex of like where it came from like i know it was a hack but i don't know like where the hack came from or i do not uh i do however know that it wasn't a recent thing um the giga leak effectively happened I want to say almost a year ago. It's just so much data that pouring over it has been what's like slowed it down. Um, and, and like only just now people started to get to stuff like N64 development logs and, and old N64 source code for various core Nintendo games. Like what's, what's been the most recent like big shocking revelation is we've gotten to Super Mario 64 and Luigi was in it at one point. Yeah. L was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Many years later, finally, that long-standing meme can be proven true. The fact that it has actually been like 20 years since that game came out and, and we finally like gotten that, that confirmation is, is pretty wild. Uh, but... I'm sure as Dylan is going to get into, there's a downside to all of this. <laughs> sure. Well, we don't we don't have to be Debbie Downer, Downers just yet. But like, so uh, was all this stuff just sitting on a on a Nintendo server? Like, <laughs> given Nintendo's track record of like not really understanding the internet, I'm surprised. I'm surprised all this stuff is as well was backed up. Basically, I'm I'm surprised it wasn't just on a bunch of like three and a quarter inch floppies in like Miyamoto's desk somewhere. I'd like to not be quoted on this because I. I can't remember where I read this or if I'm primary source. Alex oh, right. <laughs> I think it was like a third party Nintendo agency mm. um, that was like located in either South Korea or maybe one of the European like Nintendo of Europe uh, companies that was holding on to this that evidently it came from. I don't think it was like servers located in Nintendo of Japan offices. I think it was somewhere right. off off site. Um, this would this would have never happened on the water's watch <laughs> uh but yeah no i mean I'd, like stuff it's just has been trickling out on like twitter and stuff for the past couple weeks and it's been interesting that fucked up proto yoshi yes uh yeah and like all the evolutionary stages of the yoshi what else has there been uh you mentioned obviously the luigi in, in mario 64 uh there's been more old pokemon sprites like old pokemon right. concept art that never came out all um, the beta, all the beta Pokemon. Grandpa Luigi. P- 
pre uh, sorry grandpa yoshi i've been fully on board with the consensus that um beta arceus is easily the better arceus oh you mean the gray blob yes 100 percent. that that's what god is a gray blob (laughs) with a big golden halo like (laughs) that's my religion yeah (laughs) so my thing is my thing is they're showing uh july 1994 possibly the first or or the very first 3d model nintendo ever made of link and it's just a bunch of triangles yes that was it's it's like they made it for the super effects chip i think that was like a super nintendo uh like demo or prototype they were messing around with but yeah it's like it's the Hylian shield, but it's just like it's just a 2D shield plane mm-hmm. and, and then, then just, just a very long, acute triangle. Yeah, for <laughs> the sword. And then yeah. like a couple of green polys. That they had to add in manually color wise. You should send me a link to this because I missed that. I, I'm so curious. And then this is the part that got really nuts. So there are z- potentially Zelda 3 sprites and it's a bunch of different um animations and motions for link and they are super detailed oh yeah wow. i saw this shit this shit was cool it is so well done damn i'm, I'm not these paying in the close chat. enough attention yeah i've missed like all of this Zelda stuff it's so nuts and if you if you look at the twitter link somebody uh properly colorized it um and they use the yoshi's island palette yeah the, yeah this color palette for the for these it's just a lot of like oranges oh and purples. Oh It's really good. It's so it's so interesting. Look at look at this animation. Mm-hmm. Like even just watching, looking at the frames side by side and scanning with your eyes, you could tell this was going to be something. There's also like super high quality screenshots from the beta of Mario sixty four. All of the all of the high res manual art for Zelda got released too. For yes. no time. So it's just a bunch of the like CG, uh, sc- not screenshots, but assets for like the items and stuff, mm-hmm. which I remember even telling as a kid, like, OK, that's like, oh, well, like a 3D model for the item. Um, but to see them in such high def and like how much detail they actually added to everything was it's pretty sick. crazy, dude, especially considering you're never actually going to be able to see most of this. Here's the original 3D Zelda, Alex. I love that. I love that so boy. much. And look at um he's he's ready to go. Wow. This guy is needle. <laughs> That's my boy. This is actually Zeldor. <laughs> the 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 yeah, the uncompressed audio stuff is also really cool. Like I like how uncompressed so long Gay Bowser made it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's still it's like it's still that's just it still sounds like he's saying so long Gay Bowser. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they which went again <laughs> which again brings me back to what i believe to be the proper canon of uh the mario series which is uh mario is really not coming for peach he's coming for bowser oh he coming for him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and bowser is just kidnapping peach as a way to uh get mario's attention multiple entendres all right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, watch the ending of mario odyssey again you'll you'll see something you'll see a few <laughs> oh, <right>. things <laughs> yeah yes okay i got these flowers peach said no and then if you go to onlyfans.com uh, uh-huh. and then type in my username you'll find the um unreleased uh, another part of the giga leak um <laughs> ending to mario odyssey it gets very lewd 
Um, the uh, 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 but th- but that's cool though that they still have that uncompressed audio, right? Because it's 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 so like it shows Nintendo like despite the fact that Nintendo doesn't want to share any of this archival stuff, it shows that they are pretty good stewards of like the historical content that they've created. Because if if you've ever seen the the Double Fine Adventure documentary series, they talk about uh. Actually, this was in this was in they did a they did a like a mini doc covering the the remastered version of Day of the Tentacle, and there's a part where they go in and talk to the audio engineers about basically like remastering the 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 audio the the voiceovers in the game, and they found out that they found the original uh, recordings that were ta- that were recorded to tape, and it was some weird format. It wasn't cassette. I think it was like some sort of like offshoot of eight track or something but they uh they found those and like great we have all the audio and then they realized that it was the uncut audio so in the in the in the final version of the game uh or the original version of the game there were a lot of a lot of vo that was multiple cuts stitched together and they didn't have any sort of like recording of the 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 final edit of those of those cuts oh. so their audio engineers basically had to go and listen to all the takes of any given line and compare it to the 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 take that made into the original game and be like okay well the beginning of the sentence sounds like this take and then the end of the sentence sounds like this take so we have to splice these two together that's cool and that's what the remastered audio sounds like so it's cool that they have you know it wasn't like oh here's in this file it's uh uh, uh, Charles Martinet going so long, and then in this file, it's it's Gabe Bowser. <laughs> then they have to like <laughs> stitch all that together. Nelson brings up an excellent point. There were Star Fox Two characters, a lot of them that got cut, including a, a human woman. It's the regular human woman. Are the are these bottom six in the game? The bottom six, I believe, are in the game. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. Have any of us played Star Fox 2? I have it on NES or Super Nintendo Classic, and I I think I've played it for like maybe a minute. I have not played it. I actually have. Do you like it? I didn't play it all the way through, but yeah, I liked it. It was cool. It's it's actually it's just better than Star Fox One, which is neat. That's not saying much, honestly. I mean, sure. Which Uh, makes me, which honestly kind of makes me want to go back and play Star Fox Two, if it is just Star Fox One but better. Okay. Okay. I, I I mean yeah, it's it's got its hiccups. The technology probably wasn't ready for as much 3D as that game wanted to throw at you. But I mean, it's like there's more polish. It's a little slicker. Um, but yeah. let's let's be really honest with ourselves right now. Okay, has Star Fox ever been good? Star Fox Adventure is pretty great. Yeah. Again, has Star Fox ever been good? <laughs> like I, I have childhood uh, nostalgia for 64 but i have nostalgia let's be, let's, for 64 let's be honest has star fox i don't know ever if i can good? say that it's good good like the last couple of star foxes have not been well received to put it mildly i know i know that's the case but in my heart star fox has always been pretty good it's a know. cool concept it's a cool concept that i wish got like the treatment that like a metroid prime i wish they metroid primed star fox i wish they gave it to some other studio well that's what they did with zero who did that platinum platinum oh well that's your problem no give it to a good studio oh my god get Get out of here here. 
<laughs> Platinum is not consistently good, and I will be the first person as somebody who loves them. Yes, to say that a, there's an A team and there's a B team, and yeah. you don't want to get the B team Platinum game. You do not want to get the Legend of Korra. No, you do not Platinum right. team. Um, How was that Transformers game they did? I think people liked it. I like it because it's so it's so dedicated to capturing the Gen mm-hmm. One yeah, art that's style. True. But uh, I don't know. It's like they did that TMNT game. I don't think that lit the world on fire. It didn't. It was fun, but it wasn't that great. Uh, one one other thing I want to point out: this uh, developer Dylan Cuthbert, who apparently worked on the Star Fox Two team, uh, was t- someone found this like little text editor within the Star Fox Two source <laughs> code. Oh yeah. That's just used to like compile C plus plus, and this guy was just kind of like, "Wow, I've literally not seen this thing in thirty years." Yeah, this mm-hmm. this this random thing that I I put together to try to learn C plus plus, and it was just this is just very cool. Still in some sort of pre development source code. That um, was pretty sweet. And then, but I think in a follow up tweet, he was like, "Wish I didn't see all this shit leaked, though." Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so the downside. So like, I mean, like people, people in general are excited. I think fans are excited about like all the content that came out. I don't see. Um, I mean, Alex can talk more about what certain people in the emulation community think of it. But from what I've seen, from my vantage point, is that uh, uh, people that work on emulators and archivists aren't particularly thrilled about this leak because it kind of like it 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 muddies the waters legally in terms of like what they are able to to capture so like from an emulation point of view like emulators uh like retro game emulators are normally built in what's called like a a clean room environment which means that no one they they didn't see in the original code and you can see something like this in like um uh uh, halt and catch fire season one where they replicate the ibm pc bios Um, oh that's right yeah yeah so they basically they 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 get the original bios that they're able they buy they just buy an ibm pc and then get a printout of the original bios which is a pretty cool scene like they have to do all this weird engineering stuff to do it but that's technically illegal because that's intellectual property theft um and that they want to make an ibm pc compatible without like i i don't know why they're trying to get around ibm i think it's like they don't want to pay the, the licensing fees or something to that effect but so they have this bios and then they hire another person uh that's played by mackenzie davis to come in and basically in her own isolated room develop a bios that is ibm compatible but is also as efficient as if she was using the regular the the bios uh code um and that's something similar to what emulator developers do is that they have to basically they have to reverse engineer all this stuff which is relatively well it's relatively simple for like a 8-bit console because you can brute force a lot of that shit nowadays with software emulation but like now that all the but they're but they are legally in the clear because they have reverse engineered it and there's no intellectual property theft but now that original source code is out there it's hard to say i didn't look at that because there's no way to prove it right yeah it's like actively publicly projects actual emulation projects and and yeah you're getting people in the emulation scene who don't work on emulators who just want to get emulators who uh and and i'll admit to being one of them for a little while i was selfish i was like oh cool i can't wait for this to make like n64 emulation way better and no it can't it shouldn't 
it will kill them. <laughs> like uh that that that's the real danger at hand here. Uh anyone who actually works on these emulators has to try their darndest to stay away from any actual source code and make sure it doesn't look like any actual source code in order to make sure that they can't be uh sued into the ground by Nintendo's lawyers. I'm I'm very curious like I mean obviously we know the 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 notoriety of the Nintendo legal team, but I'm curious like what kind of like forensic engineers they have to like your whole job is to just be like a, a programmer sleuth and look through this this open source project and see if it's stolen any of our code well and the problem is they may not even have to do that it, it's, oh, it's, sure. they it's just... enough to just be like uh the the probability of this is high enough that we can right. send litigation your way and the fees associated with you even you know trying to counteract that uh, and you, in this case, being just, you know, a lowly emulation coder who's working on this in your spare time uh, is not going to result in a positive outcome. Uh, they, can, they, can, they can sue based off of bad faith, basically. Essentially. And I think that's what happened to Emu Paradise, which was like the largest collection of, of ROMs in the world where they were just like, right. we have we have reason to believe just one of your ROMs came from a bad space. So... Here's a bunch of litigation and good luck figuring that out for the rest of your life. Or or you can shut down the site, your call. Right. right. Uh, fun. And the going knowledge in the in for like the way ROMs can be kind of in this legal gray area, like obviously like it could be interpreted as theft, but like the way you can get around it in I forget the specific court cases and rulings on this, but basically what it comes down to is that you're allowed to possess a a ROM, a a digital version of a game if you technically bought that game yes which with like nes roms it's just so like there's no paper trail for that it's like here here's my funko land receipt from yeah here's my saturday slam masters or whatever (laughs) exactly and (laughs) so you could just be like yeah i own i bought i per i purchased these games these are just backups Mm -hmm. um yeah so i mean it's hard to defend so that's why nintendo like alex said goes after rom sites that kind of support this stuff because yeah if they can find like you know well you got a rom up here of nintendo world championship which was never legally Actually sold sold yeah uh or cheetah men 2 or whatever <laughs> like we yeah. can and it's just we just you just assume bad faith on the rest and like i think i don't know i feel like this this podcast historically we've we've had some tense moments discussing emulation I think I've been pitted as the uh, the anti emulator, and I mean, like, and then, like to put that that whole like thing, you know, to bed. Like I, I personally have no problem with emulation. I do have a problem with the the smugness of people <laughs> that use emulation at some times. But I'm not saying every person that uses an emulator does that. But like, I do think um, there's a very like DIY like pride in in doing oh, emulators. Sure, yeah, sure, absolutely down to using whether you're just using a software emulator or you're like building a a retro like a raspberry pi thing yeah Yeah. or like uh you know you oh i printed i 3d printed the shell for a custom handheld and now i have this cool little handheld and it's like that's cool but uh the reason we don't have like a hundred little diy like handhelds in the marketplace and we actually only have like two or three is because there's a certain amount of craftsmanship associated with like the time and effort to like make one of those things. Um, and I, I don't know, it turns into a lot of infighting of like, well, it's like, they should like, I'm proud of this. I'm like, 
people should be pre- like it's i think the fact that it's in a legal gray area is a very punk rock attitude about it uh okay. there's a very cavalier attitude about it um which can uh rub me the wrong way and i have no problem with people emulating stuff i just wish they knew the risks involved and didn't just resort to like well i don't care that's about me blah what what um, if i know the risks involved but also i don't and care. you don't care then i mean that's fine like i mean like i've okay. emulated games <laughs> i've emulated games that <gasps> i probably didn't own nintendo please don't come after me what? um oh jeez, i'm calling the police him? right now you? i'm calling the police <laughs> i can't believe this but uh i don't know there's a uh, it, there, there's hard to have like within the community itself or within like people that like just are like oh i prefer emulation i don't prefer emulation i feel like it's sometimes difficult to have that conversation and i think it then colors people's like oh well these people that are in the emulation community were shitty to me so you know they're gonna get sued in the ground and fuck them or like oh the people that are anti-emulation are super you smug about it or like oh i only play on original consoles and like I don't know, and then but you can't get a you know a copy of fucking Mark of the Wolves for less than three hundred dollars. So fuck them, and I can download it for free. And I just I just wish we moved beyond that. I think I think the I think the things we can agree on, and I'm not saying we as in this group. I think we all already agree on this stuff. But I think like in that weird tit for tat thing, I think the things we should agree on is that game archival is important. Yes, game game companies shouldn't be so secretive with their past work and should work hand in hand with archivists to further um uh, make their their former work publicly accessible and then also uh making this game this knowledge publicly accessible only helps to improve uh players uh uh knowledge and understanding of game development and doesn't hinder it like but the fact that someone just tacked it to a Nintendo server somewhere and let it all on loose online by themselves, it just like we, it, the overall point is that they have actually regressed the progress of, Oh, I see archiving. Yeah. And because now, because as secretive as Nintendo is, and as game developers, major game developers are in general, they're going to be even more locked down because, Hey, someone got access to our, all this data and and who knows what like actual like maybe sensitive data is in this hack like i i and i'm not i'm not trying to rumor monger i just i honestly don't know if like tell any, me more like, about what you may or may not know i don't know anything uh <laughs> but like i don't know if there's any personal information embedded in this or like maybe they got access to payroll information as well and i don't know but so and to just to compound on that like actual internet archival uh resources specifically the internet archive um won't touch this so it isn't actually aiding archival all that well anyway interesting uh, this is mm. largely being relegated to say twitter threads and tumblr threads and things that will be lost to time because of how those sites work and and stuff that's like more official trackable like here's a big database of information don't want it because then they can be targeted by lawsuits. Alex, are you saying that all the the video coverage by protesters of all the Black Lives Matter protests, putting those on Twitter, Twitter doesn't, Twitter's not going to help me archive those? Is that what you're telling me? 
Unfortunately. Well. <laughs> so uh, Twitter has this feature where you can add a moment to your uh, to your account. Yeah, fuck off with that and, bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Accurate. Did you see that they? For some users, they remove the option to view latest tweets first. Oh my god, so, oh, Jesus! So, so some people are just like shit out of luck. Now they could just only see most popular tweets. I have I have one more thing on the um on the idea of archiving and playing old games. Hit me. All right. So if you just go to the chat here, uh, you will find the analog. Oh, thank pocket. you so much for reminding me. I keep forget. I need to set a reminder for this right now. I absolutely will be doing the same thing. The analog pocket is oh, so beautiful. Is a <laughs> handheld modern device it can play all game boy games game boy color and game boy advance except for apparently the first game boy oh sorry all the cables that they have that they are going to be coming out with are compatible with their with your old uh consoles as well your old handhelds as well um but it is a lcd backlit game boy pocket form factor where you can just put whatever Game Boy games you have in the back. They also have converters for the <laughs> a fucking Game Atari Lynx, the Atari mm-hmm. Lynx, the Atari Neo Lynx. Geo Pocket Color. Um, Neo Geo Pocket is a pretty good yeah. handheld. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It is uh, 1600 by 1440 resolution on 3.5 inches, which is it's absurd. Fucking nuts. Which is just nonsense. Um, it is beautiful. Also, if you want. Uh, you can use it to make video to make music. Yes, they have uh one of the big uh MIDI DAWs on it, Nano Loop. I was it. talking. I was talking to one Mike SD Curious Quail on Twitter about it. He uses the other big one for Game Boys. I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's I cool. think I think including the Nano Loop stuff is also like, oh, they understand. They understand like what their what their market is. Like, yes, yeah. it's going to be people that like super want to play their handheld games and like the the most luxurious format possible but also like yeah like someone you know uh music creators being able to just like buy this and not have to worry about like scouring for a game boy and then also buying a nano loop cart because i know i know the the midi doll carts can go in and out of stock just like so fast yeah so two two other things on this um Oh, okay. So they have like original display modes and then like pixel perfect, which everything that does emulation or hardware based emulation like this has all of those. But they have a dock. Yeah, so dock, if you want yes. to put your analog pocket in your dock and then play a game like Aria of Sorrow on your television, you can do that. And you can either use. Um, 8-bit do bluetooth you can use another bluetooth controller you can plug in your own like usb controller up to four player support off of a dock which is kind of insane but does did that ever exist i think it existed for like one or two things yeah like how many handheld games had like single console multiplayer support definitely not many also my fit maybe my favorite thing about this is that it has it is shaped like a game boy pocket and has the shoulder buttons on the shoulder. That design to me is pretty brilliant. I also like it's the look so of the perfect. The dock looks good. I like the dock. I it's think very yeah. Apple design on play here is is pretty gorgeous. Oh, and they're partnering with GB Studio. So if you wanted to make a right. Game Boy game, you can go ahead and just use this drag and drop game creator that is on itch 
for free. It's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool uh, uh, project. I definitely recommend people checking it out. I, I'm the kind of person where I I looked at that and I was like, all right, this is cool if you want to make like a Pokemon type clone where it's like or like a Zelda Oracle of, of Ages type thing. But if I wanted to do this or that or this, and then I just got like I spent an afternoon just reading into like where the state of Game Boy Color uh game development is right now and these tools that you can use that like down converts your modern c++ code into like readable holy shit formatable game boy color code that you can like flash into a cart and i was like ah this if i had infinite time Mm -hmm. this would be very cool so not so good not to go back into the dregs of of discourse but the the analog pocket i feel like is the the epitome of like being like, look at this thing. This thing's re- like, this is really cool. Like, it's emulate. It's hardware emulation, but it's also like, this is cool. It uses original. Like, it uses your original games. And being like, oh, I can play. Like you said, Aria Sorrow. And then you just hear the one person being like, I can play Aria Sorrow anytime I want her on TV. I'm just, mm-hmm. it's that, it's just it's, like, come on, dude. It's, I, it's that yes, that person is <laughs> yes. Me. It's that hard drives article. Every single time, I I will bring it up often. And every time I get that hard drive article thrown right back at me, <laughs> I mean, I will, it's a good article. <laughs> this is this is my personal stance on emulation. Um, I have a RetroPie on my left. I also have a Retron Five on my left. The Retron Five plays NES, Game Gear, Super NES, all the Game Boy, and I'm missing one. Not Game Gear. Sorry, Genesis. Um, and I think Famicom, but I will tell you the ones that I have plugged in are none of those. <laughs> like neither <laughs> one of those are plugged in. Like if I wanted to play, like I mentioned Saturday, I think it's Saturday night, Saturday night slam masters. I will plug in my retron and get the cartridge. Like I don't, if I really need to emulate it, I'll do it, but it's never gotten to a point where I'm like, you know, I really want to play Mark of the Wolves. I'm 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 not gonna. You don't own a copy of Mark of the Wolves. No, I no, I don't. I'm trying to think of like the rarest thing I have. I have all three of the Super Star Wars games, and know. that's about those, that's the only rare? thing that matters. No, but they're okay. the only ones that matter to me. It's about to say mm-hmm. the my my opinion on that stuff is uh, like I'll have a I have a I have like emu something on my MacBook or something. Like I like emulation when I need to see something like uh, i need to see a sample something very quickly so like mm. if i'm like if i'm developing something and i'm like what does the super mario one jump feel like like how, how does it okay. actually work i will okay. pop that open or if it's like you know save states save states are great being like oh i want to see this one dialogue sequence in this one game one part of final fantasy 2 or whatever mm-hmm. like having a save state and just boot that up and run that like that's great like that's i think that's where emulation really comes in handy also like i think we need to talk about like you know the inherent class stratification of video game culture like if you you know if you come from a low-income family like if you're you know you don't make a lot of money yourself like you can't afford like all of these games are all you know buying an old even buying an old retro console like an old like an like an old nes will run you what 50 60 bucks and then you and have to find the, the carts for it sometimes those prices go up like yeah <laughs> And like an emulator will like an emulator will basically run on any PC. Like any low end, like fucking 
buy off the shelf Dell PC. You can install an emulator on and play whatever game you want. And and that's great. And I don't think I don't think that perspective has to be diametrically opposed to the I want to play stuff on original hardware. Like I like, you know, I personally enjoy like I have this 8-bit Doe controller and I I enjoy using it for some of my stuff. Like it this connects to my MacBook easily. My Xbox One controller doesn't. It doesn't recognize the native bluetooth so if i want to mess with something this apito controller is really good but like it's it's made with industrial design in mind it's do all this stuff like i i don't i don't want to play something on like uh i don't even know what the plastics are called i can't remember the jumble of letters but like 3d printed plastic with something that's like where it's like you kind of like rip there's still shreds of the plastic when you had to yeah. rip it apart oh, from yeah. the housing and all that stuff and it's like it's got that grit to it when you feel it and like i also don't think like the analog pocket i think the analog pocket industrial design is done more for nostalgia factor than an ergonomic factor like i don't think that thing's gonna be very fun to hold for like long gaming marathon sessions but i think it's what i am gonna buy (laughs) oh i'm fucking yeah like (laughs) sign me the fuck up and like as time of this recording signups open up tomorrow i am terrified i i have to do it like i I, like the thing is like if they sell out immediately i don't think i'm I'll be so sad. I'll be sad. I'm not going to be too sad. I yeah, hope, I don't. Th- I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be. pay a price gouger for it. But like no. the 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 NES, the big NES Lego set went on sale yesterday. Um, oh, that's right. Oh, I missed that. I don't know how limited in stock that's going to be. I'll find but, out. But uh, uh, well, they're not going to say. They're going to be like, it's on sale now. And then one day you're going to go to the Lego site. It's going to be like, we're out of we're out no, of stock. No, I literally mean I'll go see if it's out of stock right now. Oh, that'd be so sad. If it's out of stock right now. <laughs> fuck is it really, <laughs> really? The official lego website temporarily wow. out of stock okay wow. temporarily out of stock is better than just out of stock yeah but like between that and the pocket no I was stores like, within a 60 mile radius man well i mean i think it's only going to be an <laughs> online online product uh but yeah like given the choice i'm gonna go with the pocket and also guys my handheld cartridge jewel cases are finally coming in tomorrow after, so after, after two months it's fate it's fate that they're coming the same day as the analog pocket i got my rose colored gaming uh pl- my stands for all my handhelds they're all nicely yeah. displayed you can't see it right now i can't um i wish i could yeah it's 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 pretty good i've also redone my office to to display my video games in a better in a better manner mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. you can't see it from here it's not this wall no i just see a is that tardis yeah it's this is a tardis this is a hat <laughs> <laughs> the, the major features of this of this room a tardis and a hat well, tardis and a hat all right uh, well I, I mean i'm i'm glad you brought it. i still didn't put that fucking reminder hold on i'll invite i'll set a that. google i'll set a google alert remind me and i will to invite you to it the no god damn it. hey siri remind me to pre-order the analog pocket tomorrow at 11 30 a.m 11 30 I well, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna give myself an hour, half hour grace period. Okay, oh shit! Cool. No, it, it wait. No pre-orders open. Eight a.m. PST. Right, which is eleven. Oh shit! Make it so no. ten a.m. He done goofed. He done goofed. All right, ten a.m. Okay, and so yeah, this is interesting to me, just because I feel like I've been wanting to pare back physical media in my life. And like go all digital wherever possible. Like movie collection lives on a hard drive connected to a Plex server. Uh, 
retro game collection entirely on a retro pie. And for me, it's also mostly like the project because Lord knows I need things to do right now. Everyone does uh, stuck at home. And I just mm-hmm. like I <laughs> could a I, person with depression do this <laughs> holding out your head retro pie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just having something to do and, and honestly making a console is kind of cool. And, and I liked I liked the walk through games history that it took me on. I liked the the process of like finding rarer and more interesting games to to put on it. Mm-hmm. That that to me was like the real joy was like the hunt. And and as you discovered, all roads lead to the Giant Bomb Wiki. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> RetroPie, uh, the RetroPie operating system, which is pretty cool and pretty robust, by the way, um, has options for scraping the data for all of these games. That gets you stuff like box arts and little blurbs and release dates and whatnot. And um, the two that are built in are okay. One of them goes down a lot because I think it's the better one and everyone uses it. And the other one just is like missing a bunch of games. If it's rarer than like, I don't know, if it was like Japan only or whatnot, like it just won't have it. Um, but yeah, there's like an option for a giant bomb scraper, which I unfortunately could not get working, but everyone said was like the hmm. best option if you can get it working. <laughs> it's what Twitch uses. Twitch uses it for all their for all their metadata and... Um, it's just a bunch of random shit uses. So like the, you've seen that the uh, the the Smash character bot on Twitter. It's like you mm-hmm. know who'd be cool character in Smash. This guy that that uses the Giant Bomb Wiki. Oh, does um, it really? And going a little di- bit deeper, it uses the Giant Bomb Wiki. So it will pull the so it pulls like you know it'd be cool this character from this game franchise. But what it does is that it pulls the character name and then it pulls their first ever appearance. So I think on like a couple occasions it'll be like you know who's cool. Tony Hawk from the Serious Sam series or something yeah. like that. Like it'll yeah. be like because technically this character showed up in a game that wasn't their That's own. That's really first. good. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Damn. And and like even but for me, I'm just saying like it even goes so far as like I bought a DS flash cart recently and now I'm looking to like sell all my DS games because I don't need them. I got a flash cart that has like 380 DS games on it. You know, yeah, it's fair. I mean it's <laughs> including all of the ones I'd sell. <laughs> like mentally I cannot like pinpoint the 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 the, the deep set animus for why I like cuz like my Switch I buy all my Switch games digitally or as many as I can. But uh I don't know why why this appeals to you so much. Yeah. I think it's nostalgia. Yeah, but it's like, but like I'm nostalgic for like my NES stuff, but I'm not like out here trying to get all my NES collection back or get an NES, right? Mm -hmm. Like I got an NES classic and like, I don't know, I felt that was like close enough. Like it's like, okay, this is an official thing. This like, and it has all this stuff. And then even then people were ruffling their feathers and be like, well, you can't do this. It was like, I was just going to hack it, put all these games, which I think is cool. Like hacking those things and realizing they're still like there's still like several gigs of space on those things that isn't being used for anything. So you just slot as many Like, I think that's cool, but like, I don't know. There's something about using like the original controller on stuff or something. That's a facsimile of it. Like the eight bit dough. I, I don't know. I, I I like it. 
I I wish I wish this wasn't such a point of contention in the general gamedom as it sometimes turns out to be. Yeah. Um, again, why spend eighty dollars on an SNES classic when you can just install emulators on a Raspberry Pi and never shut the fuck up about it? Like, that's right. It's <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it's, you know, gamers were a mistake, right? Like, it's just <laughs> I and honestly, like what that article does not mention is to get that Raspberry Pi to where it is to where it is now. Oh, where here we I'm go. Like done with it like that was almost 250 dollars oh. total so yeah but that's still cheaper than buying all those games for real yeah i mean you're right but i don't know i think this discussion is ever going away i'm excited for the analog pocket because i don't know it's i it looks hate, awesome i hate playing game boy games on game boy color honestly it's <laughs> there's no backlight there's a i play it on my sp i still use i still crack mm-hmm. over my sp every once in a while but um i have mine and i would just love to have a better one this is that it's the screen density though is really funny like i don't know why you'd need like just make it 720 and then have a cheaper screen in there Mm -hmm. i guess but they're but they're so like analog is all about like that luxury right like how much is the the original like 500 yeah it's like it's all machine from a single piece of aluminum it's like it's Mm -hmm. very apple excuse me aluminium thank you (laughs) yes yes the aluminium (laughs) thank you uh yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope I get one. White or black, Nelson? Black. Black? Alex? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was going to get one, I'd probably get black. See, I always get black, and then I was like, this white one looks really good. So the I white think one looks get... good if it was that gray. I would get it. Yeah. I, did... I do have a white 3DS, so I don't know. It's like I, I'm kind of into either, but I'm just so sold on the black look of the analog. Yeah. Just again, all my tech if is I were black. going to get one, I'm not going to get an analog. They're are you cool. sure but if you got an analog what if, what if i, I got an if i got you an analog would you just like immediately try to sell it you would mod it and then make it um the atomic purple see-through i would That'd do that cool. uh cool. buy a flash card i would i would help it to realize its full potential then i would sell oh it. wow <laughs> yeah he would stop it from bringing this like piece of shit that you just handed him <laughs> that's what so i like don't you know i have all of these on a raspberry pi mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just throw it on the ground <laughs> if i rolled my eyes any harder they would fall out of my skull mm-hmm. <laughs> all right we spent enough time on 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 this topic it's i mean like ultimately i wish i wish nintendo would put this stuff out yeah. officially the, yeah. the 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 everything that was in the giga leak Mm-hmm. and i don't know i just i wish this this industry there's just so much fuckery in this industry like you see the comparisons to like to movies and how like films are like hey like they announced their like production slate like years ahead of time and they're not afraid of like announcing something that hey might get axed later on like games are so obsessed about like the the secrecy around things and i don't know where that came from yeah and, and i don't know why we don't move past it because it's just like it doesn't I think it has more to do with like movies being in everyone knows movies. Everyone sees movies. No one doesn't like movies and games are still just kind of like this somewhat niche thing still that mm. there's still plenty of people that are just like, I don't play games. And I guess our, our gaming fan base, so to speak, the, the gamers, the gamers are not well. <laughs> uh, to put it one way <laughs> and, yeah. and if you I, announce something for these gamers and it doesn't come out yeah. oh boy <laughs> i just wish we would get past the conversation not, i'm not trying to put you on blast about saying that like i agree but i just i feel like we do a lot of like this shit sucks 
then mm-hmm. there's no moving past it. So let's. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna break ranks here. I'm gonna jump uh, into something, and then I'm gonna jump out of it really quick. But I just want to say, whenever we get to talking about Microsoft and Halo, I want to say, I think, I think, three four three and Microsoft shouldn't back the fuck down from having their game look super claymation esque and like very Halo one inspired. I'm like, with you. Claymation esque. I mean, like, I looks, don't feel like it does. I'm but not. Maybe I'm crazy. not. Look, I'm bad with whatever words it sometimes. looks like. They should yes. they should let it. It's look It's very like colorful. Yeah. It's not like it's not using this photogrammetry. It doesn't look like fucking Last of Us Part Two. It's, it's like it's got, got an art direction. Let it yeah. have an art direction, fuckos. Yeah. Like it's got an art direction that isn't like hyper realistic. Exactly. Yeah. It's in an good. industry it's fine. that has been that has been championing uh, hyper realism and the like. Someone had a screenshot comparison of like what the assault rifle looked like in five and what it looks mm-hmm. like in infinite, and they have like stripped so much of like the brush metal decal detail off of the assault rifle in infinite. And I'm like, okay. Like at first I was yeah. like, oh, that's weird. But then I'm like, sure, why not? Like it, it lends like we we're never gonna get past this discussion of like assholes being like it's about the graphics and then like people in the more critical space being like no one gives a fuck about the graphics like we're never gonna exit that loop we're never gonna break that cycle if a big triple a game doesn't do something like halo infinite was trying to do but then microsoft flinched and had to put out that apology be like we're gonna focus more on the you know oh graphical fidelity of the game and i'm like we're, we're never we're never gonna escape this and i mean yeah. they're scared about like their bottom line whatever the fuck and like I mean, honestly, how many Halo fanboys are going to not buy the new Halo because it doesn't look like it's the... But I don't know. It's dumb. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. But anyways... Well, because the other thing is, like, I'm looking at it, and I feel like it's... I feel like it's not even just, like, oh, this game doesn't look good. It's just... It's not shiny. Well, that's why I'm saying it's, like, claymation-esque, right? Because, like, all the text... Or, There's, like, like all no the models. specularity on anything. Right. Or it's t- it's tuned down, like, way low. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, the, um, thing, the thing is, like, I feel like what they're showing, the things that there's low specularity on should have low specularity. Right. Because yeah. it's, like, it's, like, the grunts, or it's, like, the brute skin texture and yeah. shit like that, right? Or, <laughs> like, just cloth. <laughs> Yep. Like I'm looking at one screenshot and it's like, oh hey, here are here are a bunch of trees and here's water. And then you look at the water and it's like, oh yeah, no, I can see all of the things that people think are missing. It's just they're used to armor being shiny. So I they mean, don't want to see Master Chief's armor not <laughs> be the shiniest Halo thing. Halo back in the early aughts when like high specularity yeah. was, a, was a feature on the back of the yeah. box for every Where's AAA game. Where's my bloom effect? Yeah, when, when <laughs> Master Chief's armor looked like it was made out of polished glass because it was just <laughs> right. reflecting every light source. Every every game studio here. was like, we got spec maps now and like put it right. on everything. <laughs> right. And right. like bake. The the yeah. Metroid, the, the um, various suit, Samus Ran suit should be shiny. I don't think halo infinite needs to be what a bunch of thi- people think halo infinite well, needs like to this look happened like already two three generations yeah. ago with wind waker right like yeah. wind waker i was, was first shown and, and people freaked the fuck out and like and then like, oh no Nintendo- this game is bad now without ever having played it right and then now wind waker is lauded as like a peak in in the series and yeah. like and as much as i like twilight princess like i think twilight princess was kind of the start of a, a downturn uh in the in the zelda franchise yeah. um yeah yeah but <laughs> i don't know we'll get, we'll get back to that discussion let's move on after we spent almost an hour talking about emulators uh and, and halo 
and th- and thievery. Those goddamn <laughs> internet pirates. No. Um. All right. So, I think last episode we spent a lot of time talking about all these these here game announcements, and we got through like middle of June at best. Um. And I think I don't know. We were focusing. So I like I'm very I'm grateful that the Gorilla Collective uh, was a thing that exists. I'm grateful for all the IGN showcases and all that stuff. I mean, obviously, all of that stuff has kind of slowed down a bit. Um, I think I think Microsoft's big first party lineup showcase show reel was like the end of the summer of games uh, for the most yeah. part. Even though even though fucking on the fucking summer game fest site apparently it says may through august phase one of the summer game fest like fucking like how does summer like i know yeah climate change is an issue (laughs) but that doesn't mean the entire year is now a summer game fest um but anyways i kind of picked out games while i have a baked corpse in my backyard (laughs) (laughs) summer game fest underwater am i right yeah yeah Um, it's because Gamescom is is August twenty eighth. Right, right. So we still have Gamescom, oh. and, and Keeley's now the he's the host for Gamescom, so he's going to make a a big show about that. But Ke- um, Keeley wants to be Mister Video Games. He's Jeff close. Video Games. He's Just, getting close. There's like a ancient temple somewhere, maybe underneath like the Valve headquarters or something, and there's like a jeweled artifact. That Game he's Awards. Pick up. Game Awards twenty twenty five. A Jeff Keeley clad in a suit of gold walks out on stage and is announces himself to be jeff video games the inventor of video games and then and then his soul will like merge with the the greater video games consciousness and then he will say the graphics are not good enough in halo infinite improve the graphics and accidentally say the n-word on a stream two years later oh Oh, he 100 oh no (laughs) you know heated gamer moment Uh, (laughs) <laughs> that should be a category. <laughs> best heated gamer moment. Lord. Okay. First off, June seventeenth. There's a Pokemon short. There's a Pokemon direct. The Pokemon presents. The branding is all over the place. It is. I mean, it's not technically. It's not fully a Nintendo company. So, like, sure, mm-hmm. don't call it a Pokemon Direct. Even though I think they called them that in the past. Don't I don't know. Call it a Direct. All right. Bad. Bad. Poke- <laughs> That was good. I like that. I like that. Um, all right. Pokemon Smile. Pokemon mm-hmm. are going to teach you to brush your teeth. Excellent. Absolutely 100%. Somebody needs it. to teach these children to not be so fucking gross. And it's not going to be me. It's not, not going to be their dentist. At all. Nope. It's, it's going to be Pokemon. Be, it's going to be Pikachu DDS. That's who it's going <laughs> to mm-hmm. be. Um, Why isn't there a Dr. Pikachu uh, Echo? In, in Smash Brothers. Get on or, it, Sakurai. Or in Dr. Mario good. World. New Doctor, Dr. Pikachu. For that I want too. more Nintendo crossovers. Like yeah. Link being in Mario and, Kart was phenomenal. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, it's uh, Pokemon is such a quasi brand for Nintendo. Like, obviously, like they are associated with Nintendo. They will always be on Nintendo platforms or you know third party platforms or not third party but like mobile or whatever but i think like it they they nintendo makes it very clear that they have pokemon they have a death grip over pokemon but they still keep them at arm's length to like make they're it on a like, leash they're like puppeting them they're like puppeting yeah. the pikachu be like no i'm an independent entity and it's like it's still <laughs> the nintendo's <laughs> but arm it's, but it's but it's still uh like miyamoto holding the 
the the marionette right. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just like muttering to himself. It's like Pikmin's better. He pieces of shit. <laughs> um, so Pokemon I'm gonna play is, this Pokemon Smile game. Pokemon continues to be a, a lifestyle brand. It, it yeah. moves for, further and further in that direction. I'm kind of here for it. I'm never going to engage with any of these Pokemon Sleep, Pokemon Smile, but it's cool. I think it's, I think that's cool. I saw a chart recently, and I didn't realize this. And maybe Disney's bigger now because it merged with like Fox and Marvel and Star Wars and some of like the bigger titles below it. But evidently, Pokemon is or at least was the highest grossing media franchise in the world by a pretty large margin yep like at least 40 percent over the one below it which i i might have been hello kitty i'm not sure yes Um, well it was yeah yeah i saw i saw a thread um at some point that was talking about like we have obviously we have a very western centric view of media like i mean like we i mean obviously our i think starting with our generation and then going forward, like the millennials and the zoomers, like we know Pokemon, like we can at least name, everyone can name at least like probably five Pokemon. Right. Yeah. Um, and then going behind us, like older generations, like they, they might know Pokemon because like they've engaged with it in the games or like they might've had like family members that, that, that like shoved it in their face or whatever. Um, but like, there's still this winter Western centric viewpoint of like, oh, the biggest the biggest cartoon still has to be Mickey Mouse, right, or Bugs Bunny, where it's like, what if you take Mickey Mouse as like a a property underneath the Disney umbrella? But if you just look at like Mickey Mouse and the associated like Disney classic stuff, uh, like that the shit that brings in pales in comparison to like what a lot of Eastern originated uh like cartoon mascots and designs like hello kitty is a you know sanrio is like a giant company and makes a shit ton of money and has yeah hello kitty and and associated characters like branded on everything pokemon the same way um and i don't know i think that's cool i th- I, I i at least in a more like sociopolitical way pulled back viewpoint i hope that like i hope that helps break this western centric media idea at least a little bit i don't know i feel like Maybe. we're I think our generations are pretty savvy. Like no one's afraid of admitting they like anime. I yeah. my my point that I was going to get to though is that I, sometimes I worry about Pokemon heading in the same direction that Disney seems to be, and that they sure. can just like take over the world <laughs> without much of a control over the media space right. that they have. Well, it's also like you know the worry. Like you look at the latest Paper Mario and how like uh, the Paper Mario creative lead was like, yeah, we weren't allowed to like stray too far from like the brand identity of these characters. Like we can't have like a unique like the Pink Bomb Mom in the original Paper Mario or like Boshi in Super Mario RPG are kind of like no nos now in the brand guidelines really? for wow. for Mario characters. It's like you can't you can't do that stuff because like there's an established canon and it's these characters. Um, and you can't you can't alter them or you know they're not malleable and i right. think it's because nintendo is pushing more and more back into like the multimedia the cross media stuff like they have super nintendo world they have a theme park and they're trying to do this animated movie with mario and they're trying to do all this other stuff so i think i think they need to make sure like mario is never you know you're never going to get you're never going to get Mario with the brown overalls anymore, right? Where they were still trying to figure out what his color palette was. Or you're never going to get Mario 64 Mario with like a super oversized head. Um, <laughs> like Mario is Mario and he's voiced by Charles Martinet until they, I don't know, find a new voice actor if they want to or replace him. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And if Charles it, Martinet dies, do you think they're just going to keep using his recordings forever? Since Mario doesn't even have like that big a voice palette. Anyway. Yeah, he's just, he's just going to say so long, gay Bowser, for until the end of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned recently that even though Martinet voices Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi, evidently for the first instance where all four of them were, were well, sorry, three of them, Waluigi was not in this one, where all three of them were voiced in the same game. It was just Martinet on Mario, and they had like two other guys for hmm. Wario and Luigi in Mario Kart SNES. Maybe I they see that. Yeah. Maybe they liked his his performance more, or maybe I they think, didn't want to pay this that many people. <laughs> right, uh, and evidently, I think Luigi and War- Wario were both like European localizers that just happened oh, to be there, and we're like, yeah, we could do it. And they, well, Mario's yeah. named after uh, Nintendo's old landlord for like one yeah. of their like warehouses back right. in the day but it was it was a german guy who played wario and that's why wario had a german accent in the snes version of mario kart and nowhere else really yeah. interesting <laughs> huh interesting um yeah but i don't know i think that, that kind of sucks if you like want more of the zanier more creative stuff from from the mario franchise but i don't think you could get it but i mean like yeah uh new characters is like part of the pokemon dna so i don't like i'm curious if they ever reach a point where they're like all right that's it no more pocket monsters like we're capping <laughs> it off like we've made 1200 no. pocket monsters i don't think they'll they could ever anymore. do that i don't no, think no, they no. could so ever do that i think what they i think what would be more interesting is if they really legitimately had ooh, either a space travel and you go to different planets where with a completely different set of pokemon that have no like you can't get the old ones here anymore or you just set up a different region and super lock it like i think the problem is they keep going like oh you can go to this region and get new pokemon but then there are always hey you want the other like original 150 plus however many other 150 there are now like just lock it just lock it but also planetary pokemon would be pretty cool but i mean like i'm into sci-fi pokemon now i want that they already had that they already had that huge dexit (laughs) problem right like yeah i think they are like still figuring out like what they can do with the pokedex how they can expand it and also keep their overhead super low because like if they i don't know i I, it's hard for me to foresee another uh pokemon game where they don't include the entire pokedex the national i don't don't think they ever will i think i think they have to do it like you said um also in the original uh anime uh in the original in the first season, they there was like a episode where they theorized that the Pokemon came from an asteroid from space. Ooh, so I don't know if I that, like that. I, I how, how much is that? How much of that series is still canon, though? Not I mean, I'm sure most of it, but also it was like said as like a, a myth, right? Like it, right. and it's like it, it was. I only owned one VHS of the original Pokemon. It was the episode where they go to Mount Moon and Misty talks about how like yeah, it's theorized that the Pokemon came from space, and then they show this static image of this asteroid traveling through space but the asteroid has like airplane windows in it and then you see like silhouettes of like clefairy and other pokemon and it has like a jet booster behind it so yeah but also that first series i think claimed that jesse and james were like 16 and 17 as opposed to like i think they're in their mid-20s now they've got to be in their mid-20s i mean ash has definitely aged up at least like one or two years has he yes i mean it's not he's not bart simpson eternal but he Hmm. He he has the he has a similar longevity. Rip coma fan theory <laughs> that no one liked anyway. 
Justine James' age. Uh, in the games, Justine James is supposed to be the same age as Ash. Uh, what? Nope. Excuse me? Inaccurate. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing that's not true. That. Age. In the games, Jesse and James are supposed to be the same age as Ash. However, according to a special CD available only in Japan, Jesse and James are in their 20s in the second san- episode of the anime. In the episode, quote, the in the episode, The Ultimate Test, while filming out while filling out an application, she says aloud, age, 17, profession, diva. <laughs> she was in disguise, therefore is probably lying about her age. But yeah, I think they're all like at the most college age. Okay. okay. Like I think ages don't really matter much like you fucking you're 10 years old and your mom kicks you out of your house and says go catch a pokemon go you're not going to school anymore you're not getting an (laughs) education you're going to be an illiterate uh animal fighter and (laughs) travel the world and capture as many of these beasts as you can so that they could fight each other for money and shiny badges thanks mom i love you so much yeah that's okay but i was just using it to argue like i think the canon legitimacy of pokemon uh, we've come a long way from talking about Pokemon announcements. The start is a toothbrush I'm, thing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot back real quick. This is gonna be the last. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you done? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was waiting for your, for your big, your, your, your ending thesis, but that was my big ending thesis. Is what have we done? Okay. <laughs> well, How did we Pokemon, get this far? Pokemon Cafe Mix. It's a fucking cafe management game where you serve Pokemon. Sure. It's, it's out now. Sure. Some, play, someone loves that, I'm sure. I don't know. I, I'm, in, I'm interested. I like the art. Uh, and the it art was, looks it good. was cute looking. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, like off the wall. Like people love with the, the puzzle, not puzzle league. What's the Pokemon? Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Pick no, the Explorer games. The ones where the Pokemon talk to each other. Oh, Mystery, Mystery Dungeon? Dungeon? Mystery Dungeon. Like people like off the wall Pokemon shit. Give it as much as possible. Off the wall. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Here's the important one new pokemon snap baby yeah okay yeah i forgot about this i am actually legitimately excited nelson you are you you, do you not do you not like pokemon snap are you a hater nelson of a lot of things yes of pokemon snap Eh. it's fine just didn't get you i don't know again off the wall pokemon shit hey you pikachu pokemon snap like this is where that shit started i think i think that's kind of cool I am 200 and sure. 200% into Pokemon Snap because I just think like photography games is a good niche idea that is not explored enough. Mm. It's a good it's a good way to uh uh remix the shooter, the first person yes. shooter and make yes. it non-violent. Yeah, um, exactly. 100%. Did anyone ever play Africa that PS3 no. photography no. game? Africa with a K? I had wanted to but Caprica. just never really <laughs> just never got to it. You know, if people start because I, I think that was like the first start of the comeback of the photography uh, genre. Game. Yeah, and, and we'll never I, know if that new Campo Santo is going to be a photography game because they shut like down that service. You had a you had a you had a old uh, portable or disposable camera in Firewatch, and you'd take photos, and then you could send them to Campo Santo, and they would print them right. off for you. Right. Like, they shut that down. Yeah, they got shut down like I think last year or something. Someone mentioned okay. that because they're bringing back Pokemon Snap, they also have to bring back the Best Buy kiosk where you can bring in your memory card <laughs> yes. and, and get them printed off. <laughs> and then they have to bring back Best Buy because Best Buy is probably not going to be around by the time this, this game comes out. You're not <laughs> wrong. 
Um. All right. Moving on. Oh, and also, I'm I'm gonna skip ahead and skip back to this. But like they said, they did this fucking thing. They did this video, which was like 30 minutes long, and then they say, and then they went check in next week. We'll have another Pokemon presents with another big game, and you're like, oh shit, a big game. They just gave me a new Pokemon Snap. What could be bigger than Pokemon Snap? Let me tell you, a Pokemon MOBA. Oh right, I forgot about that. I uh, Pokemon too forgot. I actually about forgot about the Pokemon MOBA. If any, um, if if any property is going to get me into playing a MOBA, <laughs> it's going to be Pokemon. Got to be. Is honest. it really? I'll try it. I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm play? I'm yeah. I don't know how I feel about MOBAs. I played Heroes of the Storm to get some Overwatch skins, and I was like, "This is fine." Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll try a Pokemon one. I don't think MOBAs are really for me, but they seem like they could be kind of fun with people that you like. I, I played like ten minutes of the Dota. T- two tutorial and i was mm-hmm. like yeah i liked warcraft 3 back in the day but i don't know yeah but this, this seems boring yeah yeah um all right moving on so that was their second big announcement which i don't know why they slated that into a separate uh video um ea play ea play uh which <laughs> uh unfortunately let one of their games out of the bag a little early just a bit the um, only one that i was honestly like super jazzed about yeah, Star Wars Squadrons. Hell yeah. Oh, right. Hell yeah. That's cool. yeah. I think, uh, I mean, people love Rogue Leader. Was it? I, I always Rogue Squadron. TIE Rogue Fighter Squadron, TIE and Fighter. X-Wing and Rogue Squadron. Right. Yeah. Are the three big ones. Um, and so I believe this is a combination of right. those ideas. Yes, because you um, play both Empire and, and the Rebels. There's mm-hmm. also yeah, Battle you, for Naboo on the N64, which I don't think got ported anywhere else but the n64 and that one's like rogue squadron but with episode one vehicles which i like because i always thought those yellow naboo starfighters were pretty sick uh i had a lego set of one of them they seem cool yeah i still have that lego set if i had a camera you could see it right now <laughs> do, you, if do, you have, do you have that do you have that game on your retro pie yes yeah, yeah, of, of course, course you do. do. Of course, um, uh, <laughs> but it, but it says it says Star Wars game number two hundred fifty six because you couldn't get the giant bomb wiki working. <laughs> uh, Star, I I mean I I have no affinity for Star Wars dogfighting outside of what was in Battlefront one and two. Uh, this is it looks like they are adding maneuvers into this, and that mm-hmm. is a really really big deal. Okay, um, the they're fact also, that you can do a hard turn is nuts. Yeah, they're also adding VR support and flight sim- flight stick support. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is wild. So um, I'm going to be getting a new graphics card. <laughs> my, <laughs> my Oculus Quest is going to be here August 15th. Wow, look at you. Wow. Um, when I get a new graphics card, I will be playing this game entirely in VR. Did you get the? Did you get that stuff specifically for this game, or it's just in this general? and a few other things? I re- well, we are. This is a Beat Saber house, um, <laughs> so I needed to get it mostly for the rest of the house, and I will be playing uh vader immortal from start to finish all three Did you already play that episodes though? i it was not on my uh oh, quest it was on it, mason's got it so i'm gonna oh. unlock everything again and quest is the wireless one right mm-hmm. i know i know we've already had this discussion okay mm-hmm. um all right so star wars squadrons that's cool i think i think cockpit view you have actual in-universe ship readouts because i always have loved the heads-up displays within mm-hmm. the the original series. Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, original trilogy Star Wars. Um, 
I know it's cool. Apparently, people are really into the stories of the Tie Fighter. They were and, good. And Rogue, Evidently, Rogue. yeah. They're From my solid. understanding, they were really good because it was because it wasn't just you go here and do this. It was stuff like, hey, you have to get this cargo from one place right. to the next, and there then was a like story in, happens. There's like interesting escort missions mm-hmm. and like looking at like the the on boots on the ground minutia mm-hmm. of how the empire operate. When is this? T- when does this game take place? Is this post Jedi? This is actually. Let me double check. I think it's post Jedi because that I feel like all the EA games are just. <laughs> They're just operating in that space because they don't I, they don't know where else to go. Well, so the thing is, they're working on new. It come. They're working on new stuff, but it is. It's really old. Like it's like back in the old Republic days, but even oh, further back. I yeah, think. but it's called. But it's called something else, though. It's called they the read, High Republic. The High Republic, right? Yeah. Hmm. Which, like, sure. I don't. Not sure. I don't care. Uh, Whatever the Star Wars lore <laughs> masters can do. I like, hate. It's, I it's hate rogue Jedi. I hate rogue Jedi. I just think they're boring. I, think I they're hate cops. Jedi. Like I'll yeah, I'll fair. do you one better. I hate Jedi. Like wow. I think I think Jedi as a concept is so boring. I think How can and they they've never swords done and magic be boring. Lasers like that's that's like a five year old's like idea of like interesting sci fi. Like come on, like yeah, because like, it is. Yeah. no i I think that's fair no i think that's i think that's totally fair and that's why i hate the prequels because the prequels were a five-year-old's version of cool sci-fi the um original series is hey let's take a five-year-old's idea and then expand on it but even but even with good editing in the original in the prequels (laughs) they at least like try to do stuff it's like oh the jedi Mm. You know this 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 religious peacekeeping task force, which is already super fascist sounding, is actually in the you know they are so they they are like the they're so they are, blind by right, they are so set in their ways that mm-hmm. they they cause the downfall of an entire civilization. Hey, um, hey Dylan, what? not to spoil anything for Nelson, but watch watch Clone Wars. Watch Clone Wars. Look, I'm not let me saying say, gray Jedi are fucking dope. <laughs> what does that even mean? What's a gray Jedi? A Jedi that doesn't adhere to they the light the, side or the dark the, side the, the idea of like a, a, a just a, a binary morality system it is it's bullshit it's already boring it's yeah. bullshit uh I, and like, it's I, almost like that it's almost like that's intrinsically a problem in the jedi code that that if you that are they, that they talk uh, about in clone wars you, you should watch mm-hmm. clone wars yeah yes. okay yes. look i've already figured yeah. out the show thank you yeah. <laughs> all right we're moving on right. anything so, else about squadrons this game is, is cool uh, I, I want to say that one of the reasons people, I think, like the Rogue Squadron games a lot is because it's like a dogfight shooter that doesn't ask you to just dogfight. You do a lot of... They, they took concepts that existed in Star Wars and used that to create some more interesting gameplay, like toe-cabling the legs of a walking tank. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's just... There's more challenge involved in learning how to fly these ships and what kinds of things you can do. I, I hope broke uh, this this new one that I'm already forgetting the exact name of because there's Squadron, so many of them. Star Wars Squadrons. Star Wars because it's so memorable. Squadrons. Yeah. I hope they take that to heart and know that mm. that's a big part of what made those older games pretty great. You know what I love about this game? What? what? You, know, you know what I love about Squadrons? Tell me, Dylan. What do you love about Squadrons? This fucking typeface in the logo. It's got fucking, a good logo. Fucking fuck yeah. me up with that gradient yeah. on that yeah. heavyweight yeah. italicized yeah. bold yeah. face yeah. font. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me the yeah. fuck yeah. up. 
This is the one thing Solo did right, other than having uh, Donald Glover be Lando mm-hmm. Calrissian. Mm-hmm. Was coming the back. logo treatment getting his own series Thank now? Thank God, honestly. Good. Oh, good, good, uh, good. two two things real quick about um, Squadrons. One, I think it's kind of cool that they are doing it by classes. Um, so you have that. your fighter class, interceptor class, bomber class, and support class, which seems like I've, a very battlefront borrowed from battlefront thing. Yes. Cause they have that in there. Yeah. It, but it looks like they added even more abilities like, Oh, if you're in the support class, you can heal your other ship or like give shields to your other ship and stuff like that. So it's like really cool that they're doing this, this intentional, you are part of a team and you as a team need to work together to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is that it is set between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Hmm. The end as, of, as they as they all are. Like Battlefront Battlefront 2 was Mandalorian is. Well, I mean, I mean even just the EA properties, but oh, yeah. yeah. That seems to be where the most negative space to fill is right now. Which is a bummer because there's so much negative space after the movies. Like just just start running with it. But there's so much like uh uh I don't know. There's so much Saving Apathy. that for the for the new sequels. Yeah, I hate right. it. episode like, ten. No, I'm good. Twelve. I think I think <laughs> Rise of Skywalker just just broke so many people on Star yes. Wars in the bad broke way yeah. that like yeah. what what are you gonna do after that? It's gonna be it's gonna be Ray Star Wars walking around doing shit i guess reestablishing right, the jedi order again again we're gonna do we're gonna do it again we're gonna reestablish the jedi order because fucking it's the, we have nothing else to say we have mm-hmm. nothing else to say in this goddamn universe that involves the jedi the jedi come they establish a jedi order the jedi order immediately falls within a generation seemingly and then they just do the fucking thing again like it's not even poetry anymore it's just shitty like it's just like I'm just, it's just jj abrams grabbing the nearest super eight and like aiming it at, at the <laughs> nearest actor and being like it's star wars time let's go no plan <laughs> i think we i think we may be really, on his mic yeah i wonder if the next like story to happen in star wars is you are not um you are not light side you are not dark side you are a jedi you're not east who side is, you're not west side yeah but like is there a bigger threat than Oh, there's just a dark side person. It's a bigger because there's it's a bigger always Death the Star. same thing. It's always the same thing. Like it's oh, it's uh, it's what is it? Darth Malak. Then it's Sidious. Then it's mm-hmm. Dooku. Then it's Grievous. Then it's Darth Vader. Then it's Emperor Palpatine again. Can we get Grievous back? No. No, he's Grievous? a shitty please. character. No. He's Let's a shitty character back, who went out like a fucking punk, bruh. <laughs> No one, no one in the prequels deserves to come back except for the except characters for who weren't in right. the movies. All right, and All Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Obi Wan deserves that TV show. I'm not going to get into a whole thing defending Grievous right now. We got more stuff to do. Or Don't Star Wars, Wars, honestly. Okay. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Apex Legends. There's a new Apex Legends event. Nelson, have you been paying attention to this? I haven't. It's not that great. Okay. It was, um, <laughs> it was way too short. Oh. Oh really? Is it already over? It's already over. Okay. The, Damn. Here's what I'm excited about about Apex Legends. Apex is getting crossplay, so Nelson can finally play on the PC, and I'll play on the Woo! PS4, and we'll both oh. just be happy. I'll Hell do that. Yeah. I Hell will do that with you guys. And Apex is coming to Switch. Whoa! I'm cool. that I will. I will play Apex Legends on a Switch. That seems okay. I don't know if uh, Overwatch did particularly well on the switch i heard it had some performance issues i think it's it's fine it's like basically low settings on the pc and it runs at 30 fps um but the one really interesting thing that i find about overwatch on the switch is the population is so dang low that top 500 
on Overwatch for the Switch is like somewhere in the like three thousand SR. Mm. Like, and what is it on PC in for point of comparison? Five thousand. Like, okay. like Overwatch SR goes from like one to five thousand. That's the rank you are, and like higher is better. And top five hundred are the people with like the highest, the five hundred people with the highest SRs, and they're like somewhere around the forty five hundred. Most like PC and consoles, they're all around like forty five hundred. Um, but apparently Switch's population is just like nothing. So the top five hundred position is is like somewhere in the middle. If you're average at Overwatch, <laughs> you could be top five hundred on Switch. Awesome! I'm gonna start maining Overwatch on Switch then. I was considering it. <laughs> this would be like um, my one chance. <laughs> Alex, you'll enjoy this. I'm pretty sure Apex Legends is gonna have motion control on Switch. Hell yeah. If you want to be that asshole. Yeah, yeah. I'll actually yeah. try that. I'll try that too. Because motion controls are the only way to replicate good aim on a mm-hmm. console. Here we go. All right. Um, all right. Moving on. Some more Sims 4 content that's nothing new. Uh, that Command & Conquer remastered, which I didn't know is all of the Command & Conquer. It's not just like Command & Conquer 1. It is also all of Red Alert. It's Red Alert 1, 2, and 3. Huh. Um so if you like command conquer that's all this that's there they had to that that machine learning shit they had to do to upres the fmv in it seems pretty cool it's kind of cool this is the one with tim curry right yes he's in he's in one of the red alerts i believe wonderful yes red alert is apparently i didn't know this red alert is like an alt history game i don't know what like the 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 jumping off point is but it's like the soviets are still there but like people are using like tesla coils and shit it's like very you know it's like an alternate history world war three right where but it's it's, like almost just basically just a continuation of world war two but where everyone is sort of against each other right um there's like 17 factions (laughs) um uh rocket arena isn't is a new game from i think their ea partners ea presents thing uh and it, it was at this point it was at this point in in the summer of games that i went we need to stop doing cartoony hero shooters yeah. because i am done yeah with cartoony hero shooters like big heads tiny bodies big and explosions i was gonna bring this up back when we we're talking about halo infinite i feel like it's kind of running with that it, it it's it's not cartoony but it's like okay the current trend is to be kind of pastel and sure. washed and yeah sure. uh, but the thing is at least halo is distinct Whereas, like, I mean, I need to make this chart, the chart where I take all of the Overwatch characters and all of the Apex characters and all of the, the Valorant characters and just show how identical they are to one another. Mm. Where, and they're all just riffs on one another. Like, uh, like who's, the, who's the new skeletal dude in Apex? What's his name? Oh, Omen. Omen? Omen no, no, and Reaper? In, in oh, Apex. Reaper. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, fuck. Re- Revenant? Revenant. Revenant. So Revenant and Omen and like, look, you guys said the other two characters. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. be, like, it's so, and it's not like there's nothing inherently wrong with that, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with like this motif. Like, I think you know, I, I, I get agitated when people say it was like, well, it's better than the dusty, you know, brown and gray cover shooter. And I'm like, sure. Like, I think, I think aesthetics are aesthetics are aesthetics. I just think it's so funny that people saw how successful Overwatch was. And tried so hard to replicate that success, but in, in such in, in such identical ways, like yeah, 
Listen, and you I, need an emo character to get the emo buy, the emo market. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. You need an emo this character. Is... You need like a sassy cyberpunk or hacker, like Hispanic with purple accents. Um, yep. You need you need a big burly military ass ass dude. I constantly call probably Brimstone. American. Yes, I constantly call Brimstone Soldier Seventy Seven just because yeah. like yeah. that's that's what he is to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you need a fish out of water robot trope. Exactly. Exactly. Just, y- yeah. Yes, you need Chappy. That's Chappy. Yeah. That's, that's that's Chappy. That's Chappy. <laughs> um it's just i just i don't know i wish i saw I, I wish i just saw more experimentation like like blizzard just like punched a hole in you know in what people thought a shooter could be and then instead of people punching new holes they just look through that hole and mm. just clambered through it and followed blizzard's lead and i'm like mm-hmm. like i i want something like i i, I want I don't know. Like times, like people love time splitters because I think time splitters was like such a such a different look at what shooters were in that in that era. Yeah. And like that doesn't mean I want fifty different studios doing a time splitters game. I want fifty different studios doing uh, original ideas. Um, and I don't know. It it seems weird because like it's hard for me to even articulate like what another art direction is because i feel like we're we're stuck on the spectrum of like realistic to cartoony right we are especially in like 3d 3d art in the AAA space whereas like indies are obviously like here's one that looks like paper craft here's one that looks like a diorama here's one that looks like all this different stuff but like if you're making a triple a game like you're kind of locked in this like okay well it has to be 3d because it's either this or it's yeah right yeah, yeah. And, it, and it has to have maybe it could be a little less realistic with some like you know some like little accents on it for like color or whatever or maybe it could be a little less cartoony and have like maybe it could be you know valorant you know is cartoony but it has realistic realistic ish guns right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. uh more so than overwatch or like mm-hmm. or, or fortnite is it, fortnite is PUBG cartoonized like like what if we it, people just run back and forth on that spectrum and i just wish we had wish we had more some yeah. nuance some some spread and not just like everyone trying to hit that same bullseye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 <laughs> my ult- my actual point was I am interested in Rocket Arena. <laughs> I think it looks good. It I like the idea that like when you get busted out of your car, you have to run around the arena on foot. <laughs> like that's right. a different one. Oh no no that's Wait, that's that's that that one's yeah. cool. Yeah yeah. No we talked oh, about no. that one last time. No this is what literally am I thinking just of? this is this is Smash Brothers but it's third person Rocket arena oh right okay which i yeah, didn't know was third person at first so i'm a little less excited about it now because i think this is like a like i want like i want the quake shooter right like i want mm-hmm. I, I mean i don't know where quake champions is anymore i think it is it dead in the water at this I, point? basically like i, I the would fact wanna, that i've not heard about it in a very long time says a lot yeah yeah but it, it, it's been dead i'm pretty there's some sure other ea partners games oh i think this I think It Takes Two is Joseph Ferris's new game. Mm-hmm. I love how people are just fucking leaning into the Joseph Ferris fuck the Oscars bullshit. Like they they like no one no one's like, hey, this guy's kind of kind of acting like an asshole. They're just like, I don't know, he gets the clicks, so let's just keep putting <laughs> the camera in front of him. Yeah. And I guess and like Welcome, but, but, yeah, new media. Right. Yes. He's exactly. getting clicks. 
but I just love how it blows up in people like when Keely had him on the game awards and he just like, he wasn't looking at the camera. He was like shouting at the mm-hmm. audience. He was just like spinning around and you just saw it on Keely's face. He's like, Oh no, what did I do? Mm-hmm. I let a monster, right? I let this person into my home and I validated him and now he's <laughs> just going to run wild. He's going to break all the China. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm glad they're still, you know, publishing independent games. I don't know if, uh, uh, what was that last game he did where it was the a way out? Yeah. I don't know if yeah, that ever good. did any good. Did you like it? it? Was, I liked it a lot. I don't always know if play it, it did big numbers because I know they did that. Um, I know that it was one of those you buy it once and you can give a free play to uh, somebody else. Um, trying to get their like online numbers up. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving on. All right. Um. I'm going to cover this. We're all right. Sports corner time. Just real quick. Sports happened. Yeah, sports happened. And so the the EA presentation, the EA uh, uh, stream was actually probably one of the more professional ones done. Um, uh, 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 Greg Miller did like was like the the MC for it overall, but they they cut to like the directors of all these different like they cut to the Sims Four director at one point. She was talking about that stuff, but they were all in like pretty nice sets. I think they were all in their homes, and they just like kind of set up like the Sims Four director had like was in their living room and they had their fireplace set up with like a bunch of Sims 4 memorabilia had TV turned on with like uh, the Sims 4 logo on it (laughs) and then they get to the sports section and they cut to Lamar Jackson who I believe is he's he's the cover athlete for for Madden 21 and he it's just a vertical iPhone selfie footage him standing in front of a white wall just super low it's like 480p and he's like hey guys it's Lamar Jackson here Really excited to talk about Madden, and then cut to the Madden footage. And I was like, "Oh my god, they they, can't tell Lamar Jackson what to do." No, he doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit. They're they're like, "All right, Lamar, do you need anything? We're gonna send you. We can send you. We can send you this mic. We can send you like. We can send someone a crew with like maybe some social distancing. Maybe we can do in your backyard." He's like, "No, I got. I I I have it taken care of." Like, "Oh great, all right, awesome, awesome, awesome." Maybe his publicist is gonna take care of it. (laughs) And they get the fucking they get it like airdrop to them. iPhone footage and that's it Wow! I I now have to pull this up to actually see it for myself it's so good it's so good it was it was uh, the balm I needed in this in this EA (laughs) (laughs) what other sports happened they did FIFA FIFA. any that you're interested in no any that uh, were mentioned not by name but by spirit uh is this your subtle baseball insertion? Oh no, not at all. Oh, this is okay. my subtle skate insertion. Oh, should we? Well, should we talk baseball? We should talk baseball, but uh, we're, let's talk about Skate Four first, which they didn't call Skate Four. They did not call it Skate Four. So the skate, so Skate Four still doesn't exist. Nope. Um, does it? Eat shit, gamers. Get, <laughs> get fucked, video gamers. Uh, does it matter I, that it's not called skate four it no. matters it matters to the people on on the meme take right like right it, so you were telling me about how as soon as skate four was announced all of a sudden their check got like filled up with like we're skate five <laughs> not at all surprised dude. not at all surprised <laughs> i'm just very confused about like how this thing so like i know the skate four meme from giant bomb mm-hmm. but like they didn't originate it i think they they brought attention to it yeah because they were just reading instagram comments on ea's official instagram of people going where skate for back in like 2017 mm-hmm. 2016 and and still the question remains where is skate for 
So I, I, I just don't know how this thing came became so pervasive. And I've never played skate. Sk- I know sk- oh. skates, skates, the skates, the skateboarding game that you can actually walk off your skateboard, right? Like I think like, you can do that, but the the biggest so you break your bones. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Are you grabbing a Here. disc? Are you grabbing a no, 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 no. Case? So, oh. so the biggest he, thing about skate that, has, that everybody has, loved. A, Nelson has a PS4 controller. Mm-hmm. Up I have a DualShock Four. The biggest thing about skate that everybody loved. Left stick um, is your direction. Mm-hmm. These you don't use these to skate. You don't use the face. You don't buttons. use these to skate. You don't you use, use this. Okay. So what you do is oh, if you want to do an ollie, stick. you hold oh, right. back and then okay. you yeah. So it was basically it was like a trick stick, and it was completely unlike any other skateboarding game or snowboarding game or I don't know any kind of like extreme sports game at the time. Okay. And they com- they like totally revolutionized the way that people were thinking about how am i interacting with the game that i'm playing and i feel like for them to do that with skate was like oh this actually might be kind of cool and then it just blew up yeah oh people Mm. loved it and then there was a story mode and it got funnier like the it's very anti-cop isn't it it's like it's very anti-cop it's also like humorous because you i think get i think you get run over at the one of the characters gets run over at the beginning of the game. I, I think it's the character from Skate 1 gets run over at the beginning of <laughs> Skate 2. And then you make a new character. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Yeah, I, it's something yeah, ridiculous I, like that. I like it. <laughs> I feel like there's skate like... Skate was weird. There's like an in-universe justification for like why there's like a bunch of skate shit across town that you can skate on or like why there's no people out and about Maybe. or something. And it's just literally... It's like very Jet Set Radio where it's just like you and mm. the cops and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I mean, yeah, I got like eights, sevens, nines. They didn't show shit for nope. skate. They, they, they talked had, about the fact they that they had it a may guy exist. that was in a button-up black short sleeve shirt and a in a baseball cap standing in front of some copies of Thrasher, and they said we're gonna make another skate. And I'm like, well, that seems like the kind of guy you want making a new skate game. <laughs> so yeah. I guess it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And then that's all we ever heard from it. um moving on that's that's ea anyone else anything else from ea okay all right oh i am more disappointed that there weren't more star wars games yeah but but fine i mean mean, they i mean they're probably still they're still probably recovering from axing uh uh um shit the dead space studio what are they called visceral 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 Mm. and like like then they shrink EA ea motive is making squadrons now but wasn't they were handed it after like the the Amy Enning studio got shut down that project or everything like that was only I what don't two years ago. What the fuck is happening there? I think it was just some weird. Ma- I think it was a mixture of like mandates from Disney combined with EA corporate leadership. Because I mean, remember like this was still back when um, Peter Sonberg was still there um and coming from dice and he made a bunch of like and, and this was during the the middle of the the frostbite engine uh ubiquitous uh crisis breaking everything and that's and, and this is when uh mass effect and drama came out and it was broken this is when like all that st- news about dragon age inquisition came out and it was like a torturous a torturous dev cycle right right uh june 22nd we had a Smash Brothers direct. Uh, 
Nelson, you have leave to not be invested in this conversation <laughs> as you normally don't. Oh, and he's taking his headphones off and he's walking away. Um, <laughs> we got a look inside Sakurai's home. What a fucking one percenter with his two televisions in his living room. He's got a nice house. That guy's, that guy's, man, he's set, loaded. You're going to tell me the God King of Super Smash Brothers doesn't have a second television? Of course he does. <laughs> just, is that a common thing? He's like, yeah, I have a second TV in oh, case I want to bring people. No. I, I think he even said it was sort of like for the occasion, just because like he needed something to both monitor the uh, the recording and play Smash Brothers on. Yeah. Yeah. Um yes, him him doing his his patented two controller <laughs> duel against himself. Yes. That's the only uh, way he could get better. So they said before that the new character, the new Smash character is going to be from Arms, everyone's favorite Nintendo franchise. Arms. It's a good game. Um and the character they went with wasn't the guy the main guy. It wasn't the main girl. It was Min Min? Min Min. Min Min. So uh, everybody's favorite. Anyone, Every, everyone knows him. Somehow loves not Twintel. Everyone who somehow plays. Somehow not Twintel at all. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right. No, all right. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just. I really like Twintel. That's it. Somehow not Helix. Gooey green monster man. <laughs> you were, right? What were you so, going to say? Arms does actually have like character popularity contests. And I think they've done it like two or three times. And every hmm. time it's been Min Min. So, really? And, and Sakurai at the beginning of this evidently uh, asked the creator of ARMS, like, what character do we go with? And he just went Min Min. <laughs> like, like, absolutely. There's no other hmm. option. So, <laughs> interesting. She, she, she runs a ramen shop? She's... She runs a ramen shop. Okay. Uh, every What's cool is like every character in ARMS, their springs actually come from like a physical object that they're like, what's springy in real life? And so they thought ramen springy and they're, yeah. they, they were like, okay, we'll make one of them have ramen arms. That's, and, a, and real, sort of, that's a real stretch right there. But uh, they, but they built the characters off those ideas and like your favorite helix. They're like, DNA is a spring. We'll have someone with like DNA arms and like, what's a character that could have DNA arms. And they're like, okay, like a green blob. And that, that's sort of where, where they go when you can tell when you look at each arms character it's like where they started was like what's a springy sure. object that can be arms like twin tells is her her springy hair uh, uh to be fair i don't think helix is my favorite i, I actually think helix like kind of upsets me on some weird <laughs> visceral body horror <laughs> level he's kind of like he's kind of like mutagen man in yeah. tmnt just kind of like just upsets me a little bit um, yeah i think he's meant to yeah, as well. mm-hmm. he's a little, so, yeah, like, it's a little weird. dumby ass motherfucker. I, I, I think I've said this on record before, but I will continue to state that Arms is great, and I wish more people played it. I mean, someone's um, got to buy these games, Alex. Someone's yeah. got to buy Splatoon I, and Arms. Someone's got to, <laughs> someone's got to think of the Nintendo multiplayer only games. Support Nintendo's weird multiplayer games. experiments that are genuinely fun, but people don't buy them because they're not Mario and they're not. Fuck Mario. <laughs> That's what I said. Whoa. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love this energy. It's a big <laughs> statement from Big um, Man Alex. All right. So Min Min's a new you haven't played her you haven't played her yet, have you? I, I still haven't. I'm I'm kind of bummed. I don't know what's going on with me. I well, I think I explained to you yesterday that like with Quar I don't like Smash Ultimates online. Smash Ultimates online is bad. Um I play Smash like, Ultimate. Like, 
when in friends what, come in over? what context just in general there's like so much input lag it doesn't feel good to play um i think I, you need better internet my man because i don't maybe. really have, have an issue with it i did an online tournament for the hell of it like like two months ago and it was just awful like i couldn't manage it whatsoever um and and i so i play smash ultimate in person with friends and no one's coming over because it's quarantine times uh you're saying mickey doesn't want to play smash ultimate with you mickey doesn't enjoy smash smart actually i should i should clarify i don't think mickey enjoys games that are in any way competitive with me yeah smart see that (laughs) does she does she hate star wars too because then i think she and i have a lot in common no uh she (laughs) likes rtd2 a lot uh Mm rtd2 can get her through anything star wars um let's that's, see that's upsetting <laughs> <laughs> i mickey loves video games but i think i'm just very good at video games and she gets upset at the fact that she'll never be able to wow. beat me so she's wow. like why wow. try i look i wow. maybe wow. that came off really mean uh <laughs> No, I just came off like no. Mickey does I'm not enjoy playing Smash Brothers with me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, um, um, I played her a little bit. I think it's cool that you can alternate her arms. Like each face button is dedicated to one of her arms, which is exactly how it works in arms. Nice. You can change the uh, you can change the armaments on at the end of her arms so it can do different stuff. There's like a wheel one that like spirals up, so you like shoot it and it'll go across the ground. And it'll spiral up uh, and hit hit the enemy back if they're in the right position i don't know i think she's cool but i wasn't like i was uh, as much as i like the dlc characters like in concept i never play as any of them i'll play of them i'll play as them for like a round and i'll be like all right back to cloud (laughs) well let me tell you about terry (laughs) terry Terry is (laughs) terry's fine i think he's i don't know I, i don't like the the traditional fighting game characters because their movements are so short because you don't actually move in a fighting game so they just kind of like slowly skip across the ground and then like they have very like short choppy attacks so like all of terry's attacks kind of like move in a very small radius Mm -hmm. i'm Um, I'm a big fan it's honestly weird how how short (laughs) how like because this is not a normal fighting game the range is not equivalent <laughs> to like a fighting game scale. Mm-hmm. So even like the Omega, Omega is that what they're called? The Omega levels. Oh yeah, oh, the, the the ones that even are just those like are way wider than any fighting game has their level set up to be, or right. than a lot of fighting games have their level set up to be. So like, it feels so weird fighting with Ryu. Tiny Easter egg that I really like about fighting with Ryu in any of the Smash games. Every so mm. often when he dies, he'll just go what. Like, because he doesn't understand the concept of falling off a stage. Oh, like, that's funny. <laughs> that's really yeah, funny. Because there are no ring outs in Street yeah. Fighter. Right. Uh, um, okay. They also announced uh, some Mii Fighter costumes. We yeah. have uh, Ninjara from ARMS, which is another character. I have no idea who that is. Um, we have Heihachi, which they did a very good uh, uh, Easter egg for when they showed Heihachi. He throws Wolf off of a platform <laughs> into a volcano. Yes. Because that's all. That's the only thing you know about Heihachi is that Heihachi throws people into volcanoes, and yes. that's all you need to know about Heihachi. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Callie and Mar- Mary, which is cool. I, I like that that Mary is, and simply because Splatoon Two is hilarious because all of the weapons are like toys and and things, but then also in the single player mode, they just up and hand you a P ninety. 
And they're like, this is this is an ink gun. I'm like, no, this is a bullet gun. <laughs> but Barry's costume has the this P90. Is, and I'm like, this, okay. This is, this is a gun. This is a gun James Bond used. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then here's a weird one. Vault Boy from Fallout. They added the Vault Boy. That's very weird. I I like this this trend of just adding some some good strangeness via costumes in the Smash Brothers. Uh, f- it was funny to me that it was Vault Boy before it was like Skyrim Man. Yeah, before Dragonborn. Right. Well, I mean that's what's making me think Dragonborn. I don't know. Dragonborn might actually a- be a as, character yeah, as like an air- actual character might have moved up a little bit in the possibilities because like I was pretty I was pretty convinced Heihachi at some point was going to be an actual character but i i mean any 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 me fighter costume as a as a character like gets stricken from my list i was like okay mm-hmm. there's no hey hachi's not going to be a thing any any sort of fallout representation uh or maybe even bethesda representation who knows won't be a thing um what's another one there are like some other pretty didn't they do Leon from Resident Evil? Am I making that up? No, they've not done Leon. Anything for Leon yet. Have they done Bastards? So and they haven't done they haven't done Dragonborn. No. They have not. I'm not thinking of how Dragon how cool Dragonborn would be in Smash, actually. I think that'd be a cool fit. I think the shouts would be cool. Especially yeah. if you could customize the shouts. Um, I think well, I, I think what would be great is like they'd be the Smash attacks, and as you charge you hear him like say the words. So like while you're holding down side A, he's going yeah. and that's what causes the blast. Yeah. There was a thing in um the old Budokai games, the Dragon Ball Z fighting games, where depending on which version of an input you would do, um, you would either get the short version of a Kamehameha or a longer version. So I could mm. totally see them doing that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway, that yeah, some cool Smash shit happens. Yeah, it was entirely directed to that. The other Smash characters will be slightly delayed due to, uh, you know, everything. Yeah, uh, that's that's really all the news there is to that. Due oh, to uh, the world. Uh, uh, Rio, the wait, no, that's 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 King of Fighters. Hold on, Cuphead was that other kind of out there uh, one. Right. Didn't they do the? They did Altair. They from, got a, yeah. They uh. Did they not do? I thought they did the protagonist from uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Ryu Hayabusa. Is it Ryu? I or feel Ryu? like I think it's, it's Ryu. Ryu. It's, it's Ryu. Ryu. I, I said like... Ryu because I saw Ryu, but this is Ryu Sakazaki from uh, uh, King of Fighters. Uh, right. Technically, it is. Uh, we saw this movie. The fuck's art of fighting. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, I think Ryu Hayabusa was in Smash Fours me costume dlc i don't know if he's on this one yet sounds familiar interesting there's a couple smash 4 costumes that aren't in smash ultimate at least not yet that give me a little bit of hope for instance monster hunter costume isn't in ultimate yet Hmm. do you want um monster hunter the way they were in ultimate marvel or infinite so I've only I only played that game a grand total of once, uh, mm-hmm. and I I tried the Monster Hunter and I don't know I don't know how that feels. There's so many ways you could go with Monster Hunter that I actually kind of feel like a feline might be a better representation. 
like one of the oh, playing okay. one of the cats. Um, yeah, oh, the palicos, that's actually the palicos. Been, yeah, the palico. Uh, that's that's actually been like where my brain has been heading every time this this topic comes up because I think Monster Hunter would be cool. I mean, obviously, but I mean they already have the 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 what the fuck's the dragon called? Uh, Rathalos. Oh, yeah, Rathalos is the boss there. in Smash. So yeah, no, we need to we need to we need to reconvene the council and yes. do another um, Smash Ultimate betting pool. There are still six Perhaps. characters yet undecided. So six probably, or five? I think uh, this I'm, pass is six, and we got one. So there's five left. Hmm. It says for pack volume or fighters pass volume two is one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, right. Okay. So it's and five min-min's left. out. So it's five right, right, right. Yeah. 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 So we got five left. We got five left. We should we should do that sooner reconvene sooner rather yeah. than later. Yeah. <laughs> um, because they'll probably do another one by the end of the year. Uh, okay, moving on. That's uh, that's smash. smash. It's it's always time to smash. <laughs> yup. <laughs> uh marvel's avengers war table is what they call their their online right there are two of these um Um, i am i'm steadily more and more excited about these this game i'm so mad that i am too because i don't like the visual i don't like the so here's my thing there is actually hold on let me let me let me back up okay because i think because i think what I think the problem was actually solved by... Let me just... <gasps> I think the problem was actually solved by the most recent War Table. Okay. I Like I, what the game is? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, that too. Um, I don't like the character designs of the core Avengers, sure. except for Iron Man, because it is very easy for Iron Man to look good. Yeah. Kamala Khan looks sick. Take a white um, guy, put a goatee on him, put, a, put him in a suit. Yeah. Great. Um Kamala Khan's like revision of her comic book costume is really smart. But the thing is, um, Thor, Captain America, Black Widow, we've seen what they look like for so long in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that this, that this game is trying to do a video game version of a Marvel Cinematic version of a comic book costume. But I think and so it ends the, up looking too much like a like a tactical thing. But that being yeah. said, spoiler, Hawkeye looks really good. I think he does too. Hawkeye's character design looks really good. To taking out all the bullshit surrounding Jeremy Rayner as a, as a person, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. It talk. makes Hawkeye kind of cool. <laughs> I, I think I think Jeremy Rayner is not the most attractive looking dude. I think that's fair. Um, so. I, I I don't know, and I mean like in but the the the, the video game Hawkeye kind of looks like gen, generic white guy, but I don't know. I think it I think it works. I think the reason that Hawkeye works in this is they gave him real himbo energy. Ah, like if you look at the way he is, he got his little his little booty swish when he's walking away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm. And for anybody that doesn't know, himbo is an attractive but unintelligent man. Mm-hmm. So think mm-hmm. Mirage from Apex Legends. Is it strictly yes. unintelligent, or it was, I Not thought it was really, like naive? But like we'll go, we can go with Goofy. Yeah, I think yeah. I think there was I think there was some d- discourse surrounding himbo and if it was you know an offensive term. Because I, I don't think, think it mm. should mean unintelligent because there are definitely some like very smart pro wrestlers that have very strong himbo energy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the new day. Anybody feel free to look up the new day. Absolutely. 
the new day and the butcher and the blade are like two teams that are just like oh damn y'all came to like slap meats all right <laughs> well, I, w- I will say Woo-hoo! that every time every time i see the 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 cap in this game i'm just kind of like that doesn't look right it doesn't look right. He looks it, like he looks like Chris Redfield at that last that Resident Evil Eight <laughs> trailer. It's just I, like is he okay? <laughs> just a, yeah, he's just a big. You just put a fridge in the middle of the, the screen. <laughs> Who's that? Just paint a flag on him. Who's yeah. that actual comic book artist who took a lot of flack for drawing all of his guys just like as, Rob Liefeld? Yes. That's it. The Liefeld, mm-hmm. the Liefeld Captain Americas. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, speaking of Marvel's himbos, Liefelds. Though, speaking of him though. Dylan, mm-hmm. I hear this game is going to give you Joe Fix-It. Fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, it is, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm already signed on. I'm already on board. Any game that gives me Joe Fix-It, I'm like, fuck it. You figured it out. You got me. You, <laughs> you got my it. number. You, you, you cracked you, the code. <laughs> you got my number and you called it. Um, uh, what else? There's... Because um, Joe, Joe Fix-It is the epitome of that dumb comic book shit. It is like that, like, it's that perfect nexus of, like, here's some, like, kind of cool backstory, like, like deep comic book lore knowledge, mm-hmm. but it's also hella dumb. You, you know what Beta Ray Bill is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I okay. know. I know of Beta Ray Bill. Let's say, because he's always my de facto. Like, here, right. here's dumb comic books in action. But, like, That's the great. idea that Joe <laughs> Fixit is, like, part of Bruce Banner's uh you know psychology yeah. like he is he is an alternate persona like i think i think for the most part the mcu has scuttled the hulk being disparate personas within bruce banner battling each other i mean they do yeah, that fortunately and in like infinity well, war but yeah. uh i think for the most part it's like it's just it's it's mark ruffalo i don't know i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of mark ruffalo's performance within the mcu i think it's fine I, which is a shame because I think he's a really talented he's actor. He's a phenomenal actor. Mm, yeah. And I think I think he brings Mark Ruffalo um Energy. charisma to Bruce okay. Banner. He bring he brings it's it's his Eternal Sunshine like character kind of like mm. built up a little bit more. Uh, I think no. he does decent as Bruce Banner just because I always imagine the perfect Bruce Banner to always be calm and collected. And unfortunately that kind of means being emotionless. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and 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 that's like the biggest issue is like you don't see him shine in the Marvel movies because he can't to, all of to stay the, true to that. Maybe. Yeah, all of the that's Bruce always Banner mannerisms that I like are just uh, Mark Ruffalo mannerisms. Mm-hmm. I guess I like I like the Edward Norton. I like scrawny Bruce Banner because sure. it, it it establishes that dichotomy between Bruce Banner as like this almost sickly like I I like sickly Bruce Banner. As mm-hmm. like, oh, they're like literally like this weak person. They're this weak-willed person that stands like uh, uh, diametrically opposed to like what the Hulk represents. Um, but I, I can but, see that. Yeah. But I've, I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with the video games version of Bruce Banner. I'm fine with the the they gave they, they like gave him like a weird perm. It's a little <laughs> weird. Yeah, they gave In him the some curly hair. Yeah. Uh, it's, to to step back from character designs for one second, my final point on this game is that I I saw screenshots of their upgrade tree system and and I immediately just got so tired. Like yeah, I'm, like I, I mean, aged thirty years staring at that screenshot. <laughs> the game the the destiny part of this game is poorly presented, right? But it's I think it's going to be to me more interesting than what destiny is. Like there is yes. a. I feel like we've stepped away. There used there was there was a there was a time and a place where there was a type of game that was this 
where i mean it's very diablo-esque right it's like oh we're gonna go through these same encounters over and over again Mm -hmm. with a squad of people um you know marvel ultimate alliance obviously was like a type of a game in, in that in that uh genre um but there was I feel like there were other games like in like the mid early 360 era that kind of like had this kind of maybe I'm thinking of like I don't know maybe like Gears of X-Men War maybe yeah, that, maybe I don't know I'm thinking of some action games that I can't like like it's like it's very like over the shoulder like Gears of War style and it's like kind of like you just kind of stomping around and like exploring environments but like you're going to keep playing mm-hmm. those same environments over and over and over again mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. there's something exciting about that and like when they showed the traversal and they showed the locomotion that the different characters had I'm like okay like there's something like Anthem right Anthem seems like a the the gameplay within Anthem Anthem seems like a a game that has been long forgotten that they tried to like reestablish with that um so I don't know I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm mildly excited for it I think it I think it's gonna be interesting. I think they fucking nailed like for the longest time. I was like, "How do you MCUify Modok?" Yes, and I fucking mm. they fucking nailed it. So the is, thing is, you getting excited about Modok got me excited about this game because the thing is, like, if you can pull out weird fucking characters but make it feel like they should exist, we're golden. Yeah. That is the hallmark of what this franchise has been able to do lately. And yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so excited, and I and I do really love. And you just can't hide it. <laughs> oh, copyright claim. Um, I oh, I really am more excited about this from a um. So there are two things that they did that I think were really cool. One of them is you upgrade your character with your abilities, your stats, and everything. Um, and that is like you were saying, Dylan. Very um very Diablo-esque. I feel like this is let's take Path of Exile and then blow it up and with a with a massive budget because I feel like it really is like, oh, you are going to do this. Your version of Iron Man has green lasers. My version has pink lasers. Your version has this other thing, but they're all they're all with different effects. Right. So it, so it really is doing that thing of like your build is different from my build. And I think Path of Exile is a great example to look at um, in regards to like, oh, how can this work out? And and how can yours be that different? But I think it's really cool that if you wanted to play it solo, all of the AI buddies are your upgraded characters. They are mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. your moves. It's, it's the same as like, oh, if I want to play as Iron Man in this one, then I'm just going to go upgrade it and play it the way I want. But if I don't want to play as Iron Man, Iron Man exists and plays the way I would play Iron Man. So it's really, really interesting that they're doing this. And I and I kind of think that they're going to be like, there is a good chance that with big uh, multiple character licenses like this, they could be onto something. Like they could be onto, right. oh, a Justice League game could do something like this. Well, I think they also like they're they are they have uh, they've cracked the code on like getting people excited yeah. in the way Smash players get excited for like the Smash character reveals. Uh, that's it's a good like, point. It's like, oh, who is the next? Because like everyone was like, where's Hawkeye? Where's Hawkeye? Where's Hawkeye? And then they could be like, here's Hawkeye. And then they still have like four or five more characters to unveil. Um, like I think like between now and launch or like now and then a little bit post launch. I forget. 
I think what what concerns me is like how do you customize characters that aren't Iron Man that are like sold on like here's Iron Man armor Mark Five and here's Iron Man armor Mark Forty and here's Iron you Man here's Joe the nanotech well yeah you do Joe <laughs> fix it but like again that's like okay well okay let's look at the Hulk you have the Hulk you can do Planet Hulk Hulk you can do Joe fix it you can do Red Hulk you can uh and I guess you can do Old Man Logan Hulk like so but then. Because because this is that this is a very good point, and you're not at all wrong because because they were putting this out in the newer um, in the newer war table, you can do all of those, or it looks like you can do customizations of pieces of all of those, sure, and then adjust the colors however you want. Because right. they had like a completely different looking uh, Black Widow than has ever been shown in the game, and then they had like a a pink and purple Iron Man, yeah. Hmm. So you it's think a, there are like RGB sliders in the game? A hundred percent. Okay. Either that or they are there are shaders in the way that um Destiny has shaders. Destiny has it. Which okay. could be cool. I think individual colors might be better for me. Yeah. But I think shaders are, are really palatable to I'm, to a wider audience. I'm very curious what the balance is between like this is a cosmetic choice and this is a this is a gear upgrade. Um, I don't think it's going to be World of Warcraft style where it's like here's here's the, here are the hands of Red Hulk and then here are the shoulder pads of of Green Hulk and then here's the chest piece of Joe Fixit. I don't think it's going to be like that, but I'm curious I, if they're I going to. I want to see t- Hulk carrying like foam Hulk hands now. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they put them in fucking Fortnite. Do you see that yeah. at the end of the war table? They're like, and go play Fortnite and you get Hulk hands. I'm like, great, <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, but like. I think that's cool. I'm curious how much. I wonder if they're getting being given more carte blanche from Disney or wherever, whoever is mm-hmm. making editorial executive decisions on like, yeah, you can go zany, you can go silly with it. I mean, if we have any experience from Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, <laughs> like yeah. the cosmetic options in there weren't great. No, um, so I'm hoping for something a little, a little more here. But like, yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, it would. I'm, I'm, I want to see them balance the kooky with the uh, mcu realism like i want to i want to have a captain america that i can dress up as captain britain or yeah u.s yeah. agents and whatever and do weird shit with that or like i don't know uh may- make me turn him into uh the red guardian make me maybe turn him literally into david harbour's version of the red guardian with a big that would be sick. or something yeah um i don't know i so join the Marvel's Avengers mod community at <laughs> Reddit. I wonder if they will let mod support happen for that game. Probably not since it's got like a huge online component. Probably not, but I could see if it's one of those things where mods are um, client side. Like, so like yeah. I see the mod and you don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Street Fighter Five does that too. Oh, okay, cool. Progressively more excited for. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised. At how at how into this I am, I am more surprised at how into it you are. <laughs> I mean, I've been into it from the start. I was like, okay, like once they sold it as like, oh, it's because I was, you know, I I really like the new Spider Man, the Insomniac Spider Man game, mm-hmm. and I like, um, who's this? Who's developing this game again? Um, I was this Square is Crystal Dynamics. Too. Crystal Dynamics. I always get Crystal Dynamics mixed up with uh, Creative Assembly, so I always I always pause. There, and I did that to someone that worked there once. <laughs> I think it was a creative assembly person. I was like, I love Tomb Raider. And they were like, oh, that's not, oh. it's not me. No, uh, I'm just telling you that I love Tomb Raider. Yeah, don't all. you like Tomb Raider? Everyone yeah. likes Tomb Raider. <laughs> but your games. Um, yeah. But Total War, let me tell you. Uh, 
cyberpunk yeah right <laughs> that's we yes. had a we had a new thing with cyberpunk uh, it's cool i'm i'm still excited for cyberpunk i don't think this stream yes. told me anything new i don't think agreed this, I don't think and i do think excited. that you should read what this quote is if you feel like it oh yeah this was pulled i think from a tweet it says uh cyberpunk 2077 making your character's pronouns be determined by their chosen voice with no they them option is some of the most pure strain faux progressivism you can get um and i saw a i saw a response to this after i i posted this in the doc and that like it's probably tied to voice lines um and like the amount of work that would require for them to like add pronoun choices and then go back and re-record all those lines with like adjustable pronouns would be a lot i don't mm. think that's the most offensible thing just because that's something they made might they should have thought of from yeah. the beginning um yeah. especially like i mean they've they've just been pretty tone deaf with a lot of the stuff like the hyper sexualized trans woman in in the in universe marketing stuff just like but the thing is like if you if you did I don't know. I feel like I looked at the hypersexualized trans woman in the marketing in the in the games world and I looked at it as oh yeah that's yeah that's how that would be. Well I think if you look it's at it just like the- they aren't saying it right like right. they don't have the they don't have the words and I hope they have the thought behind it to say like oh that's not right but I don't know. I think it's a it's a combination of things right and I'm getting this from you know, from trans people in, in game dev that I follow them and that spoken to that where it's like a combination of like, you know, historically, uh, CD project red has said some transphobic stuff like on their, on their, on their social, like whether or not that's been handled, that, that at least was a problem that existed that allowed it to get high enough up, up the pole to like be a publicly stated thing, mm-hmm. like a, a known transphobic joke. Um, they are they have a hypersexualized trans woman within the game within a poster in the game and that's seemingly at, at at that by at that point that was the only trans representation in that game and that's the yeah. problem it's yeah. not the problem like yeah. like it, the problem is that they're pointing to that and like here's our trans representation a fetish a fetishized trans woman yeah um, Th- this trans person exists solely to be sexualized right yeah i see what you're saying so like that's the problem it's not the problem it's like if they had trans people then here's someone that is sexualized and like in is is is, or is like a bayonetta type character that is like reveling in their you know sexuality and stuff and and championing it it's the problem is like oh it's a isn't that a cool quirk or thing or like something we can isn't this so cyberpunk because we are including a trans person Mm -hmm. as like a marketing material um and that's what i think the issue is now like now they've discussed like you will have uh genitalia uh sliders and can edit your genitalia however you want but like you can't choose your pronouns which i mean weird it just goes into like you just need to have a more diverse development studio you need more diverse developers like because you could have you could have handled this way better from the very beginning uh and not have run into all of these issues um and yeah i think i you know at the end of the day i'm still interested and excited for what cyberpunk 2077 can be i just think they fumbled a lot of stuff yeah um i'm curious what the i mean when we, we can talk about like the haitian gangs and stuff and all that there's weird demos from like last e3 about that um I'm, I'm curious what the final product i wonder how much editing they've gone back and like try to like address those concerns and uh 
I don't know. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm 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 interested in seeing it and we'll do I mean I like cyber I mean I like C D Project Red's games. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I do we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think I, go ahead. It's just the previous trailers for this game were much more sleek and stylish. They were very Christopher Nolan esque. They were very like this this quiet, like building uh uh rage or 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 concern, this building dread. And then this trailer they showed at the top of this stream they did was just like full action movie like we're gonna get yeah. fucked and they're like sliding yeah. down a building and they break through a, a, a sunlight and it's like this you have already sold me on this game with like these like very quiet like very like pulsating like i feel like you've for as much as the 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 some of the societal stuff like what as much as i think you don't understand some aspects of cyberpunk as an aesthetic i think some of it you've you have hit perfectly like if you're looking at it from like a a blade runner-esque like trailer snapshot like i think you've gotten that like that you know crumbling society like slow building dread like quiet moments building thing with all of the flashing lights and everything that like that's it's all edifice that's supposed to be a distraction that's what's that's what the commentary is everything is hyper capitalist and that's the problem and then when you lean into just this like generic action movie marketing i think you kind of you 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 know you waste you waste your shot yeah yeah i agree i agree and and this was the first night city wire right Yes, I don't know if they're doing. I think they said they're doing another one. They were going to do at least one more. Um, I, don't, I don't know why these studios are, like the the war table stuff. There are two I of don't those. Know. Like just I don't know. Just show it all. Like, yeah, because they're probably with the war table one. Definitely because they were still working on it. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they which delayed is fair, that which game, is right? Like it was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, they be delayed out by it, and then the beta is in August now. Yeah, say so the end of the month. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's all for Cyberpunk. Alex, do you have anything? No, I think you guys covered it. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. I think someone pointed out because you so there's like a there's like a a game where you like do this video scrubbing thing. Mm -hmm. You like pull out someone's like brain implant and you like relive their memories. And someone was like, you guys know Tacoma already did this, right? Like this is like (laughs) straight up just everything you do in Tacoma. Wow. I I think Fulbright needs to sue. Yep. Get on, Steve. (laughs) Um. All right, Devolver Direct. Uh, I don't think I'm the person to discuss the Devolver Direct. Alex, you like me neither. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I like the Devolver verse. I like the Devolver attitude. I like that they are more the Adult Swim games than Adult Swim games is. Um, yeah. And uh, some of these games, I actually might have been sold on, and I previously wasn't. Alex, are you like, a are you a Ninja Warrior guy? I do like Ninja Warrior. Okay. I am actually excited for... Shadow Warrior. That's what I meant. Oh, I I thought you were asking me about Fall Guys. No, that is... that. Yeah, that makes sense, though. No, Shadow Warrior. (laughs) Are you a Shadow Warrior guy? Yes. Um, Okay. So, here, I'll get into it. I I think Fall Guys looks great. was already, like, on my watch list. Like, okay, I'll probably grab that. Uh, Shadow Warrior. I have played one. Have not played two, but have heard everyone around me say two is amazing. Uh, and so uh, three, that that trailer looked dope. That gameplay looked dope. Okay, I'm I'm into it. I will probably be keeping a heavy eye on three. It's a um, first person game, right? It's like a first yes. person competitive first person okay. uh, campaign shooter. So like mostly single player. I don't think two had multiplayer, but it was just co op. 
you were you could and that was like it was actually built around it you could have like just friends join you for the campaign that's cool um and it had like looter shooter elements i believe um so it was like a very a much smaller more contained borderlands almost and i was i was sort of intrigued by that uh sorry where was i going with this carrion i was previously kind of like eh about now i'm like huh carry on huh Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I think friend of the show Nick Nundahl played it, and he said he wasn't super enthused about it because it seems very. He said it seems very one note. Mm. Um, but that's I, sort I did, of what I was feeling through yeah. the trailers. But, but like also like Ape Escape is one note, right? And I enjoy Ape. I mean, not Ape Escape. Uh, Ape Out. Ape Out is one note, and I enjoy Ape Out. Right. Um, but I'm seeing more and more people on like Twitter and whatnot say it's not one note. Okay. And so I've been kind of like. Hmm. Okay. Maybe it's good. And it's like the reviews apparently are all pretty stellar too. Okay. So, so fuck you, Nick Nundall. Then I'll 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 that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe um, he's good. Alex says fuck you. Okay. <laughs> and sent. Um. Where else is I going with this? Uh. Really, this all sort of culminated for me when they when they gave us the uh the digital showcase. The Devolverland Expo. Yes. Yeah. Um. That's fucking brilliant. And I so played through all of it, okay. and I'm, yeah. That there's what is it? What like is is it is it like a walking sim? Like I I I did not watch this stream, and I know very little about any of the games that are on it outside of Carry On and it's Fall closer Guys. to a horror stealth shooter. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not spooky like, but it is kind of eerie, and and it's very dark. Because you're exploring this this show floor late at night, and all that's like around are these security bots that if they catch you, it's an instant game over. Um, but then interesting. You get, then you wow, get wow. It's literally the L.A. Convention Center. Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> the outside is literally the L.A. Convention. Oh wait, well it's a little different, but it's it's basically the same thing. I'm sure there's like some conventions taken for gameplay reasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> you unlock a t-shirt gun. That you can also shoot at security bots to stun them for a short while, so you can just like run past them. Uh, there's parts of the game that are literally like to progress, you have to stop and watch this trailer uh, because <laughs> wow. it is an advert. It is an advertisement game. That's pretty um, good. So they made me watch a few trailers for things that I wasn't terribly interested in, but suddenly, like after watching that trailer, I was kind of like, "Uh huh, maybe I do like this." So I don't know. I guess it worked. <laughs> um, you know the Shadow Warrior devs made this? No, I didn't. Yeah, uh, I was, that makes I was sense, looking at the dev name. Um, they they wear the it, it. It's very obviously UE4 for one thing. Um, just sort of things you can notice, and I know that the Shadow Warriors are all UE games as well. Uh, I I've seen you, this Fall Guys booth multiple times out of packs, and I can confirm that's what the Fall Guys booth looks like. Exactly Damn. like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a big, giant, like, multicolored, like, they have a big Bou- wall. Bounce house and everything? Uh, Well, I mean, obviously, they, they added stuff for, for right. level design purposes, but, like, the edifice is, that's that's what the Fall Guys booth looks like. There's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely some things added for just, like, fun gameplay times, and because, like, hey, it's a video game, we can kind of do some silly stuff, and, like, the Fall Guys booth is one giant bounce house that you bounce around uh, to, like, find the trailer uh, wherever it's hidden. Um, the serious Sam booth is like a jungle that you walk through. <laughs> like I you don't even this. recognize cool. the the, the convention ch- center anymore. And then there's like a there's a final boss at the end. 
um, that you fight. And then after you do that, you've completed the game. And it's very short. It's like 10, 15 minutes. Well, with trailers, more like 30. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very solid and awesome idea on Devolver's part for that, I think, especially now. Yeah, I wonder what the, the turnaround time on that was. Because I remember the 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 Devolver bootlegs whereas was a very short turnaround it was like maybe like a month or two so with a game with a game seemingly this big with this many uh assets in it i would hope they they gave those shadow warrior devs more time nah probably not <laughs> i would think they did I would yeah hope. they did yeah they have to have. yeah um so that that's the devolver stuff uh it's cool nice. i still like devolver good I'm not tired of the shtick yet. (laughs) Oh, I love Devolver. Yeah, I'm just, I'm. It's specifically just their E3 stream. I'm just like, okay, like, it's. I just don't find that funny. I don't have any problem with it. I think they can keep doing it. Uh, I think it was funnier when the woman they have do the E3 Devolver streams just showed up in that sizzle reel of PlayStation Five developers, and she just looked like a normal person. I thought that was (laughs) way funnier. Yeah, I like. I added that to my head cannon. Um, <laughs> I but, I still yeah. like the like like in my head, pointing at the screen with three fingers and saying "check a look." Like still rings true. <laughs> like a good gag in my head. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Um, and and I think I think Fall Guys. I mean, Fall Guys is going to be free this month for PS Plus. I think Fall Guys Fall Guys is going to be a very big hit for them. I am excited for Fall Guys. And I think it's going to be kind of scary. I, uh, man, I, I hope this doesn't come as any offense. Fall Guys is what I wished Mario Royale was. <laughs> it's I mean, like something more unique in the space of a platformer battle royale. <laughs> I mean, if it were Mario 64 Royale, maybe. I, you know, I could have been into that. Maybe in some years. Sure you would have. Sure you would have. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. So the next thing on this list is the Ubisoft forward. And I'm going to go ahead and say we're not going to talk about any of the Ubisoft games. And instead, yep. talk about all of the the allegations and sexual misconduct cases happening at, at Ubisoft. So I think what really bummed me out about this Ubisoft stuff is that they started that Ubisoft forward thing starting with like, hey, we know there's a lot happening with our company, but uh, we decided we're not going to talk about it. Great. Right, thanks. Great, oh, awesome. Ah, cool. Way to handle think, it. And I think they made some problem ex- solved. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> fixed work. We fixed workplace. Sex- we fixed workplace sexism, guys. Just we did knocked it. it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and it's also kind of BS. Like they made some excuse of like, hey, we didn't have the time to like, and we couldn't edit the footage, and like. I know Joe from over on the Astroneer team was like, I have edited footage for a stream midstream. I have edited that footage, cut to the new footage, and then cut back to the original stream. So it's this is a solvable. If I, an indie dev, can do this, <laughs> Ubisoft should Come be on. able to do this. But basically, mm. I mean, are you going to say something? No, no, no. Go for it. Okay. So basically, wait, I'll go. You so, ba- so basically, what happened was, uh, so. We talked about it a little bit last time that there were some like assault allegations concerning um, or sexual harassment allegations concerning the the lead for uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
Um, there's been uh, just a bunch of other stuff. It's just kind of like just across the board, just kind of like systemic kind of workplace harassment um, and sexism um, and racism that's been happening just across all of the Ubisoft studios, which is like, which is a lot of them. I think mostly the most of these events, at least the ones I saw reported on were concerned with their like Canada offices and then also their United States offices. So it was like the San Francisco office, uh, their North Carolina call center. And then I think uh, Quebec was the main one. And I think also Montreal and Toronto were, okay. were discussed. But so, I mean, like, and, and this isn't exhaustive, um, but, but, but it does, uh, I was reading like Jason Schreier's post over at Bloomberg was talking about like, kind of like the failure of Ubisoft's human resources department and how, I mean, and, and the going knowledge is that human resources departments, you know, exist to protect the company, not, not employees. Um, but it just seems, it seems so blatant at, at Ubisoft and so it, there was just a lot of a lot of um, a lot of employees uh, very high up that kind of took advantage of that and uh, was would just kind of harass their employees or like not promote women or make a bunch of kind of sexist decisions or sexist remarks. There was one one uh, executive that would regularly have meetings within a uh, strip club. And then yeah. because of that, it like started a culture of like doing that and starting a culture of like degrading and demeaning women. Um, but so like the main, the main actors that were kind of highlighted in, in this were uh, the first person was Sergey Ascoway, um, who was the chief creative officer for Ubisoft up until a little while ago. So like the, the aftermath will, I don't know. The mid math of this is that Askaway has been ousted. A bunch of the HR has been ousted. Um, and some other folks have, have also been ousted from the company. But like the Askaway stuff is, is wild to me because of like the start of it. Like it's definitely like a good old boys club kind of thing. So like Ubisoft um, is owned. It, like uh, they have a, uh, the Gimo family started the company uh yves gimo is the ceo and then it's him and his four brothers have a 21 percent stake in in ubisoft um so i think they are the largest shareholders of ubisoft i don't think they're but obviously they're not the majority shareholders and like right. that that led to things with like vivendi a couple years ago was trying to do a hostile takeover of of ubisoft because since the gimo family wasn't the majority shareholders they could they could convince the 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 other shareholders to like sell their stocks or like vote vote vivendi in as the as the new owners of of ubisoft but they were able to stave that off i forgot what they exactly did i don't think it was it was definitely not like a poison pill situation but they did, okay. they did something Ooh. to to stop the company from getting acquired but so Askaway was there kind of like almost at the beginning uh ubisoft was started in the 80s Askaway joined kind of like shortly after that and he started as a tester um, and he kind of just rose up through the ranks up until he became CCO um, which like on its face is not a problem right like I mean like companies start small and then eventually like right. they get big enough that like the the founding members become these these big these big important people that hold you know chief officer positions 
But I think where the trouble started is that like Ascoway was just always pitted as this guy that was like very hostile, uh, very sexist, and like, w- and he was basically like the do or die guy for all for any project that was pitched internally at Ubisoft. Yeah, like he had the final say on everything. Right, and he was basically so like I don't know if anyone remembers, but from like a couple years ago when Assassin's Creed Unity came out and they didn't have any uh, female protagonists and, and people were asking why, like why not give us the option or any of this other stuff. Like I think there's there's a female character that is also an assassin that plays a pretty major role in that game, and people were asking like, well, she's in this game, why can't we like also have her? And one of the justifications was like. It would be too many resources to create a female playable character as well, which is obviously not the case. I mean, like it's if you have all that stuff rigged and set up, like it's not this Herculean task that they were making out to be. But you could see where this problem is derived, where you have a chief creative officer that can kill your project at the drop of a hat, who is also blatantly sexist within the workplace, then instills this culture of like, oh, well, having women in our game and he also said straight up like i have a quote here uh the the gentleman from editorial said quote the protagonist must be a straight white alpha male and underlined it in red marker stamping her foot for emphasis i was demoted over this issue and quit uh and 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 Ubisoft defended them because he was he was just a part of that that company for for mm-hmm. so long. But like you see where that issue happens. And if you look at if you look at Ubisoft's entire slate, like it's mostly straight white alpha male. You, you look at all the Tom Clancy games. You look at you look at uh, you look at Assassin's Creed. I mean, like I think the 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 only change ups you see are just in the recent Assassin's Creed games, and then also in like Watch Dogs Two, right? Where has a, a black protagonist. Um, but it's just it's wild to me and like i have a as someone that like you know has studied business management and like has a latent interest in like corporate decisions and stuff like that and especially how it how it affects creative work it's wild it's wild to see that and it's why i'm a big i'm uh very vocal about the problem with uh statements like oh we just hire we just hire the best people we hire like the the meritocratical statements because the the idea of like a meritocracy is false because like saying i hire the best people normally results in i hire people that look like me or i I hire people that Mm -hmm. think like me um and that's how you get into the issue uh that we have now and as much as you can be grateful that yves gimo like was so quick to be like nope you're out you're all gone he still allowed this problem to exist for for so long and then allowed HR to get to a point where it was ignoring people's complaints. You know, people would bring up issues about like being harassed by their uh, supervisors and like HR would say things like, well, maybe you should talk it out with them where it's like you should go to your abuser. Yeah, you should go to your abuser, your harasser, and you should just talk to them. And it's a very it's very ignorant of like, yeah, these power dynamics and 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 the problem uh, that exists there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it sucks. It sucks. I, I yeah. think, oh, I, yeah. th- I think it's a fascinating case study and like how easy it is to let just like, let your friends be, you know, executives within your company. And then it turns into this huge shit show. And then there was also an example, I think it was like Ubisoft Toronto, one of the Canadian studios, like the head of the studio was married to the head of HR 
Like the head of HR. Yeah, was I just, saw that. Yeah. His wife was temporarily the head, the head of HR. And it's like, that can't be dude. Right. Like my, 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 my parents work together. My parents own a hair salon together. Like, but that's not a major multinational company. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I am almost like instinctively like against nepotism in in any form like i i treat I think like my, that's a good thing i think my parents like my parents success or my parents like ability to work with one another is the exception that proves the rule because i think like all this stuff is just it allows so much abuse and 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 hurt to just to just happen and it just gets swept into the rug um yeah i don't have much more to to say about that i think it's shitty yeah. i think i think it's it's also probably just another in a long line of uh uh occurrences to happen yeah i don't have anything to add okay. i I, com- I com- the thing is like i completely agree with you yeah about everything you. you said i think i think the the point now is the people who can create safe spaces are are charged with doing that and with keeping your spaces safe for marginalized people sure i think i think i mean like the yves of the world like well, the, the like, most should like take a step back and and promote yeah. someone to handle that but also it should be like that is one way to handle it that's what right, i mean right and also like they uh i mean we talked about it last time how like becca has discussed like finji you know outsources their hr so there's no like meddling from finji if like if someone has yeah. a complaint about someone within you know their studio it goes externally and then like it comes back and is discussed it's not like it gets kicked up to someone and then you know, filed away and is never, never looked at again. Um, yeah. And I think that's a huge step that a lot of people aren't taking. Yeah. So I'm, it's real shitty that they, they spent so long defending their, their shitty sexist actions within their creative choices being like, we can't possibly model a woman. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, so then they, they announced a bunch of their games, Far Cry 6, which got, which got leaked beforehand. And I'll uh, follow the actor that plays Gus Fring to the ends of the earth. That's all I say about that. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, even into Star Wars? Oh yeah, he's great in Star Wars. He's fucking phenomenal <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> With his uh, oh, what's it called? Dark saber. What's that thing he's got? Mm-hmm. The dark saber. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that Star Wars bullshit I'm into. Yep. Love it. Knock Love off. It. Knock off lightsaber. Love it. <laughs> I'm all Love about. It. We'll see uh, the Mandalorians couldn't fight jedi so they oh, had to go. like <laughs> and i think that's gonna do it for the war <coughs> <clears throat> um yeah you want to cut there we still have the microsoft stuff i don't know if you want to hold off what or... microsoft stuff i guess we should really quickly touch on the microsoft stuff they showed halo well we also got to talk about shin megami tensei nocturne oh boy, do we not <laughs> hd remaster wait Nels, but they also announced nelson and this nintendo direct mini WWE Battlegrounds. Are you not excited that for that? That looks WWE? so bad. Oh, you think not, so? Not because of not because of the decisions that they've made, but because it is very clear that where okay, how do I say this? I can see the seams of like animations and shit like that, where it's mm. just like this part we're not having personality in this part. Like this is mm. not the thing that you came here for. You came here for like fun and what? not for watching your character like uh, what Basically, Jeff Hardy walks out to the ring. And when he walks out to the ring, he like has a lot of energy and everything. The character in this game is very stoic in their walkout. So it's like 
basic what i'm saying is they went all the way with the the game part is going to look kind of fun but they didn't go all the way with the presentation of it sure mm. um i thought it was really weird that they had all i assume everyone that was playing it on that video was a wrestler like i saw uh I, I'm sorry, I don't know all the new New Day it's guys, fine. but I think it was two of the guys from New Day, right? And then two other people. Was it Becky Lynch? No, it wasn't Becky Lynch. It was. It was probably there was definitely Jeff Hardy was in there. There's a um, bunch of other people. But it's they, a wrestling game. But they weren't playing themselves. Weird in the game. So it like very weird. The, someone be like, "Oh yeah, I got it," and then it would cut to footage and like, "But who who are you playing?" Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so it's actually like, who's it's the, the Undertaker from, in this? I don't right so it's it's the people from up up down down right or like the people who show up the most often but they don't have all of their characters done in the game i guess i don't know yeah i don't know stone cold steve austin in this in this uh uh uh, box art for wwe battlegrounds looks like dan Aykroyd cone head post this picture right now is this is this image skewed that's so bad is this image stretched in some way can't tell wow can't tell and even if it wasn't i wouldn't be it is skewed but not by like okay here's a, here's a screenshot uh i oh just no. i like how in this screenshot the rock is just making that face the rock makes where he picks his eyebrow up that just looks so weird it's the one rock face i like it but it's like in the middle of a punch yeah that's it's, funny I, it is the only rock face I feel like I don't understand why people are going this direction instead of the Fortnite direction. Like the for- Fortnite is a really good version of let's cartoonize our characters. You know, like big head mode. This is going to, this is too much because they made a realistic characters. They just made them small. Mm-hmm. You need to go either full big head mode where the head's like at least the size as the rest of the, as the rest of the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not like a bubble head. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, well, let's talk about just the Xbox stuff real quick. We don't have to go down this entire list. Uh, so we, we talked about the Halo stuff. Overall, are we excited, not excited for Halo? I think Halo Infinite's going to be pretty cool. I, yeah. A map, uh, an open world map full of icons does me some worry, but if it's like a Metro Exodus scenario where it's a bunch of tinier maps full of icons, uh, I'm into that, baby. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a big Halo guy, so. Oh, really? Yeah, we've we've been playing a lot of Halo. We have. Cool. We've been playing way too um, much Halo. As soon as as soon as we get a wordcast where we get to talk about what we've been playing, there's gonna be some Halo talk. It'll be soon. Eventually, it'll be as one soon day. As this fake E3 is over. Yeah, it's never over. It's it never ends. To, the summer of games. It's the ride it's, um, that never ends. It's the summer of games. It's the summer of games. That summer mm-hmm. is from May to December, twenty twenty one. The the end the endless summer of games. Mm-hmm. Um, you thought that we would have a nuclear winter? Nope. It's a nuclear summer of games. That's Jeff Keeley's final 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 form. Yeah, he just <laughs> he eventually just grows larger and larger and then explodes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like this. This is the ending that I want. Can this happen after I finish Cyberpunk, though? This is canon. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so that's Halo. That was the big thing. There's a couple other Microsoft things, though. What was... I mean, State of Decay 3, another Forza. Everwild. Everwild looks amazing. Everwild, Everwild looks, looks cool. 
I'm like glad. just I know it's just art style and and concept. Sure. Yeah, I wish I knew what that game was. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, I looked at Gabby and I was like, "Hey, there's witches in this game." Ooh, <laughs> here there be witches. Mm-hmm. That's a that's the rare project too. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what they've mm-hmm. been up to. Just my cool. buddy, my buddy Matt just DM'd me. He's like, "Hey, I'm getting a Sea of Thieves crew together. Do you want to be in on it?" So I think the- Sea of Thieves started out on a on a low point, I think, and I think it's I only here. It's fun as hell. It's only grown. I, I want to try it. I yeah. I like the I liked I always like the look. So yeah, it looks mm. very good. Um, there's a Fantasy Star Two thing happening, and it's not like. I I can't quite figure out what the hell this is because it looks like Fantasy Star 2 2. Right. And, because and, we watched that footage and you were like, <laughs> is this PSO3? Because this looks nothing like the Fantasy Star that I've been playing. Right. But it's like Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis and it is and it, it, it's like a total overhaul. It's a new UI, new graphics, new worlds? Because that's not a map that I've seen yet either. Uh, and and I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm into know. it because it looks better than Fantasy Star Online 2. But um, I but I'm also kind of like, so what happens to all of the progress that I just put into Fantasy Star Online 2? <laughs> <laughs> it goes I, away. I, it's I, gone. It's gone. It's, it's the gone. new Genesis. It's um, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I I I was a PSO one guy on GameCube back in the day. And As then, am I. We we, uh, we talked. You, you we watched me stream this, and yeah, we talked yes. about how great PSO one is. I watched you stream PSO two, and I decided I do not need to check out PSO two. Yeah, uh, and I basically that might have literally been the last time I played PSO two was when you showed up for that stream. <laughs> I think it's the, just dropped out of my brain. <laughs> I think the pitch that it's a like it's like I'm gonna get some friends. We're just gonna it's like a it's a video game chat room, right? We're gonna talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. It is, yeah. yeah, a lot like that. Um, they showed more Psychonauts too, and Tim Schafer is very excited. That, Hell yeah! That uh, Jack Black is is in it. There's yeah. so much content in that fucking trailer they showed, and that was one. That was one level. I can't fucking believe it. And yeah, I too am also. I would be that excited for Jack Black in anything. So I yeah. get it. Yeah, I mean they they collab well together. I like their stuff. Um, I was in a meeting when that was going on, so I was just watched a little bit of it on my phone and just saw this is too much and closed it. <laughs> it's, it's very trippy, as as mm-hmm. Psychonauts normally is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited for Psychonauts too. I played Psychonauts way late, and but still really enjoyed it. I played it maybe like five years ago. And it still it still holds up, yeah. Um, except for that last level where the difficulty spikes astronomically. So Thanks you, for the warning. I appreciate have you, that. Have you played that level on the original Xbox copy, or was this like a later PC version? Yes, yeah, this is on Steam. Okay, the Meat Circus. Yeah, evidently on the on the original shipped version of that game, uh, there was a timing bug that made Meat Circus way harder than it was supposed to be. Well, cool. and they fixed it in like subsequent releases, but it's still really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard. Like, cause like it's basically there's a part where you have to be almost like precision perfect with platforming, while like a a big top tent fills up with like lava or something, mm-hmm. and if like you miss one one beat, you you have to start the whole thing over. I 
actually, I'd go as far to say almost everyone I know has played through that entire game, but not beaten the last level. Well, I beat it, so I'm that makes pretty happy with myself. There you He's go. He's better than everybody you know. Meat Circus <laughs> is my darker side of the moon. There you Ooh. go. Um, and then uh, there's a lot on here, but let's just let's just end it the on good a, stuff on a, on a banger. This yeah. fable is coming back, baby. We're going back <laughs> to Albion. Going motherfucking back. I mean, Dylan between got his wish. I mean, when that when that th- th- Twitter account leaked, where it was like Fable account in in Perfect Dark, and I was like, couldn't give a shit less about Perfect Dark, but Fable. Let me tell you, I want to see what Fable looks like in 2020. Yeah, so that 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 cinematic trailer they showed was really weird because it was very uh, like Fable is is kind of it, it sells itself in being like traditional like England you know fantasy, fantasy england yeah but like this was even it was it was it was a little different like i don't remember there being i mean i think there were like fairies fairy folk or something i don't remember uh, that there the, probably were i just don't remember I, th- I think there was but like this one it was just straight up like oh this is just tinkerbell and then tinkerbell yeah. gets mm. eaten by a frog at the end of the of the trailer and like all right that's that that's that fable humor you're looking exactly. for yep but yep. i don't know there's something about fable that and maybe it was because it was like one of the first, one of the earliest like Western RPGs I played. But there's something about like the way it all comes together. Like it's so, it's so astonishingly tropey and stereotypical, yeah. but it works. And in the way that it works is just, it's fa- fascinating. Like there's enough stuff in there. Like, like, I don't know. And then Fable 2. Everyone loves Fable 2. I like Fable 2. I'm not like Gaga over Fable 2, but I think I think there's 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 just a mishmash of like just like this very whimsy story that actually is pretty dark once you look at it. Like they like Fable 2 like walks into like like necromancy and stuff and like, hmm. you know, self-sacrifice and say, like like the last three achievements of that game, you get one of the three depending on which choice you make. It's like the deeds of the many, the needs of the a uh, few and the needs of the one and it's all determined on like okay are you gonna are you gonna sacrifice to help everyone are you gonna sacrifice to help maybe a couple people like your immediate family and friends or are you just gonna fuck everyone over and do what makes you successful and rich and everything and that's what kind of if fable focuses if they focus on that stuff where it's like the personal choices um that they can they can blow that scope way out and then also like the the fantasy action uh rpg Whereas like Fable Two had a cool progression system where like the the more you used an ability or a skill, that's you got more XP in that. So it's like you killed a guy with your lightning spell, you got magic XP. Whereas if you killed him with your sword, you got melee combat XP. Uh, but yeah, it should. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm glad you're excited because I lo- I know literally nothing about Fable. I mean, I've you never, should check out Fable. I've never you played check a out Fable. Fable. Yeah. Are any of them on PC, or do I have to buy yeah. an original Xbox? No, oh, okay. Lost Chapters is on PC, and I think they remastered it oh, relatively right. recently. I don't know about yeah. Fable 2 or 3, but 3, I think. The only cool thing about 3 is that the pause screen is literally like a giant room in your castle, and your butler is voiced by John Cleese, and he says a bunch oh. of wacky, goofy shit. Cool. Uh, so, there's that. I, I like the voice of John Cleese. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm more and more becoming iffy on John Cleese the person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But the voice of John Cleese is pretty good. <laughs> I watched Life of Brian for the first time, and he did a straight up blackface at the beginning of that movie, and I was he like, did. Oh, "That's right. fucked." It was. That's kind of <laughs> fucked. It is. I, a similar situation. I watched Ace Ventura: Pet Detective for the first time in my life last night, and the second half of that movie is extremely transphobic. It's just oh, nonstop no. transphobia jokes. Yeah, about how gross it is to to kiss a woman who turned out to be a man. Like, uh, I, it's just bad. That's the nineties. Bad. That's the nineties. Never All going right. back. Well, with that, I think it's a good place to wrap up. Uh, <laughs> with Ace Ventura's transphobia. Yeah, I guess. Okay, cool. I guess. It's, uh, Fable's coming out. Dylan's happy. <laughs> all the media you consume historically has an asterisk attached to it. Just yes. just know that. Just know that. Yeah, accept that. Exactly. Accurate. Um, Alex. Yeah. Alex, where can people find you? At G-H-O-D-A-N underscore on the Twitter. Uh, G-H-O-D-A-N pretty much anywhere else. Uh, if you find that, it's probably me. Uh, Thank you yeah. for not doxing yourself this time. I, you know, I appreciate it. <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> Hello. Where can people find you? You can find me at Whitico pretty much everywhere. That's W-H-I-T-T-I-C-O. You can also go to Witta.co, W-H-I-T-T-I dot C-O, and get links to everything. You can also find me on the Video Game Book Club at VideoGameBook.club. Awesome. And you can find me at Dylan Lavento. And if you like this podcast, you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at word-games.com forward slash podcast or on Twitter at Word Video Games or wherever you may listen to a podcast, just search Wordcast. Uh, and that's and that's and that's the second part of the quarantine catch up. Maybe we need to do a third part to talk about all the we games we've been playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got through no more announcements. The, the announcements are done. Okay. I'm not I'm not paying okay. attention to the games com. I don't know. Oh, whatever. Whatever. There's no Don't more news. The Don't news say anything is done. interesting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, news is over. News <laughs> is over forever. Catch you later.